Hi, this is Tim Clay. You may remember me from previous episodes titled Tim Clay, and you are listening to the Bigfoot Club podcast. Thank you, everybody. Robert Jesse Dominguez, your host. This is season two, episode 11, and with me today is... Back in studio and loving it, Christopher Lee Cops. And also... It's Ash. I live Ash. here. I never left. She <laughs> <laughs> never left. I live here. I never left. How are you guys doing? As well as can be expected considering the circumstances. <laughs> I'm doing great, man. I'm happy to be back, not just on the show, but happy to be back in studio because those stupid ear things were hurting my ears, man. I hated them. Yeah. I hated the the oh. earphones whenever we did the remote. It was not fun. You were using the earbuds? Yeah, earbuds. I couldn't think of what they were called. I need a pair of like headphones like this. If I would have had those, I'd have been all right, but the earbuds were tearing my ears up. <laughs> Well, I got, I got little ear canals, man. So yeah. when I stick those things in there, it hurts bad. Yeah, mine's mine's are small too. Yeah, I got narrow ear canals. I don't know narrow. why we're talking about ears. No, you know what they say about narrow ear canals. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to find earbuds that don't hurt. Yeah, it's hard to hear. So, <laughs> oh man, I do have to do one shout out. Uh, right off the top. Because um, this Tuesday, April 21st, will be mine and my wife's 20th anniversary. Wait, hold on, hold on. Sorry, I wanted to use that. Late as always. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) Tuesday, April 21st. I made the best decision I could ever make in my whole life. That's awesome, man. And uh, 20 years, man. 20 flipping years. So, long time. Happy anniversary. I love you. Here's to however many more we got on this earth. A good deal. Yeah. Well, uh, I know I don't want to talk Coronas or nothing, so I'm not going to do it. No Coronas. So... Now that we can say that it hasn't already been said. Yeah, Country Strong says a lot of stuff, so I'm yeah. just going to say that. We got to do what Country Strong says. Well, he put out there that masks are required, yeah. yet you're not going to get in trouble if you don't wear one. Right. So how is it? Anyway. Yeah. Just don't, don't, don't be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> be considerate of the people. Yeah. Exactly. That's the, whole, that's the whole reason for the mask, yes. Yeah. It's not that... It'll, Just don't be stupid. It, it keeps your juices from going other places. Or your mask people. Yeah. Just don't be dumb. Just pretend like... My, Just pretend you're in Mortal Kombat. Yeah. My it's thing is, it shouldn't have got to the point to where he has to make it required. No. Yeah. Pe- be, but they just... People, people are We were talking about that. Stupid. It's like a kid that won't listen, won't quit with... The, you just keep adding more to the timeout. Yeah. yeah. Um... It's just annoying. Yeah, it is. So, anywho, 
Um, I'm pretty excited because um, um, possibly we're gonna interview uh, Ken the Marvelous Marvel, uh, one of my one of my uh, co-researchers. I used to do a lot of research with with the TBRC and also doing um, independent stuff on the indie circuit. So, yeah, <laughs> back when we were traveling the roads. <laughs> so. Um, I'm going to interview him this Saturday coming up, so I'm pretty excited about that. So um, got that up and coming. And I talked to, I talked to Luke today and I talked to Tim, and uh, those guys are doing good and, you know, staying busy and still working. So I'm pretty happy to hear that. So, But um, let's hey, – um, Hey, hit the news flash button real quick. Which one? The news flash. Hold on. Okay. Bigfoot Club is officially over 3,000 downloads. Man, nice, nice. 3,063. That's pretty good, but I want more. 20 episodes in. Per episode. Yeah. That more. would be nice. More. That would be nice. I was like, you know. More. But I can, I can tell you this. I look at this every morning when we get into work. Mm-hmm. Um, I go through our little demographics of, of Bigfoot Club on the website. Mm-hmm. And... Each episode is, it's gaining faster. It's gaining yeah. views faster and faster each time. Yeah. Um, so thank y'all. All of you who are listening, thank you very much. Tell your buddies, tell your friends. Well, also I've been, I've been posting like recently the last, on the last show, I've been posting all the platforms. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, we're on, we're on Podbean, of course, we're on Spotify, we're on iTunes, we're on, uh, uh, Google play, we're on, uh, YouTube now, Apple iTunes, app, you know, yeah, iTunes, and we're on, uh, Pandora and iHeartRadio. So I've been posting that and I'm on like around 10 podcasts, yeah, Facebook groups, like over 2000, probably 10,000 10, people. So I've been posting the crap out of them there. So I'm pretty excited about that. So Hopefully that can that trend can just continue keep to keep going, keep getting higher and higher, more, more, more. And uh, shout out to Earl the Pearl, yeah, because he's always posting to us, talking back and forth, giving his feedback. Thank you, Earl. We appreciate it. Yes, everybody else. Absolutely. Join, join in, man. Yeah, yeah. He uh, follow Earl's suit. There's not there's not a lot of places like where you listen other than YouTube that you can really comment, but. Go to our social medias. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Earl Earl does a good job in sharing our stuff, so yeah. I, I love him for that. And like, I I always post like memes like all week long. Yeah, and he he likes my he likes all the memes that I do, and he he shares them. And if I put a meme on there like uh, something, he goes, "This is what, how I feel if you if you guys miss the show." <laughs> so yeah, like uh, you had the Wolverine one. <laughs> And it was Wolverine looking at a picture, and then like the bottom of it, it was like Bigfoot Club, and he was like, "This is how I feel whenever I miss a show, or whenever y'all don't have a show, or something like that." So, I, I thought it was pretty. I was just ecstatic to find out that Wolverine was a fan because you know, <laughs> same for, yeah. for long. Time, yeah, that's you know? a that's. I mean, Wolverine has a fine. Wolverine. Wolverine has a fine. What the heck does that mean? Don't say that. What? Because we might want to have him on as a guest. Yeah. So don't insult him. I had I had a I friend. Apologize, Logan. <laughs> I had I had a friend that didn't know anything about comics, 
and he tried to all the time, and he would always say, hey, is that Wolverine? <laughs> Wolverine, Wolverine. <laughs> Claws in my spine. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. Snickety snick. One of those things, man. So, anyway, I'm pretty excited about, you know, stuff coming up, and uh, uh, potentially we might have uh, the gentleman that, um, on the Longview incident, he, mm-hmm. might, he might come on, so. Uh, fingers crossed. Hopefully, you know he'll he'll want to do it. And, yeah. And if not, then you know, oh well, we'll we'll support him either way. So. Um, yep. But uh, yeah, it's. I mean, him. He he's been holding it for a long time. Yeah. And I can understand that if he doesn't want to come out and talk about it, you know. Yeah. It, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things that you know. Whenever I was talking to him, you know, he was pausing a lot, and you know. Um, he was he was saying that you know he's he's had you know some nightmares about it and um and I you know I, I just stuff like that is just everybody has when everybody has a sighting everybody reacts different to it and um but you know we I you know I just want to help them and help them process this and uh, just move on forward and stuff so well and his sighting wasn't exactly your what I would say atypical because right. most time it's just a, like a little mm-hmm. he gets not a um here you know yeah. <laughs> to put yeah. it mildly you know yeah he got he got the, he got the whole gambit he got Ooh. he got the he got the view he got the hiss he got the teeth yeah. he got the rocking back and mm-hmm. forth he got the smell he got you know breaking the branches i mean the howls the screams the talking he's got it he got it all even if it was like one of us that's out there expecting yeah. for something like that to happen yeah that would still yeah. be scary as fuck yeah you know? <laughs> yeah i think uh on that one, I mean, I've told him, I've told him like a couple of stories that I had that Bigfoots were close to me, but I never saw them. Mm-hmm. But they were moving around me like pre- pretty, pretty fast and uh, pretty, uh, pretty close up, and that startled me. And I didn't even see it. So I imagine I told him, "Man, I don't even know how I can handle that the way you handled it." So mm-hmm. I like to think I would, but I never know until yeah, you do it. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you have no clue. One of the things um, when you shared this this incident with me and, and this story with me, one of the things that really stood out to me was this guy has zero agenda. Yeah. Zero agenda at all. And I'm not saying he saw a Bigfoot, but this guy saw something. Yeah. it's He saw something that has frightened him for 20 plus years. And that's the thing that, that makes it so genuine to me and makes it so real to me, his experience because he has no agenda and he's been holding this for for 20 plus years yeah he could go out and he could try to make all this money off of it and try to you know get uh um deals or whatever be on tv whatever like somebody that carries uh autographed pictures around but anyway um (laughs) he could do that but he he never has right and that's what that that to me is the most intriguing thing about about the story yeah to me, it's just that he gave a lot of details that's not really common knowledge, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. About behaviors and and it, it it's not in when there are you know every now and again you get on and look at like YouTube videos and stuff and there's a lot of stuff like the talking and whatnot that a lot most people don't even know don't even know yeah um, most people have the same response it's like. That's creepy shit. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, you don't, ex- 
I can't think of any like major like, like documentary or anything that I've seen that's really talked about things or and it's weird because like the Sierra Sounds I guess was probably one of the first that recorded that was in the 70s right yeah it was so it's it's very odd I don't know if a lot of people just dismiss it because it sounds mm-hmm. like a language mm-hmm. it's like that's just somebody faking it out in the woods yeah. that's a possibility yeah. I don't know or it's just one of those things well if if you listen to somebody if you go and listen to somebody's interview about what they saw you could probably put it up against 50 other interviews and it's pretty much the same thing they pretty much say the same thing around the same yeah i was just standing there and all of a sudden there was bigfoot (laughs) yeah don't you know yeah and so i mean it's you could put 50 of them together and they're all going to be the same and I mean, this this guy's held this story for 20, 20 you know, odd years, and there's just there's no agenda behind it. He doesn't have a I want to get famous off of it. He's, yeah, he he doesn't want any of that stuff, yeah. and he just he just wants to. Because I I told him that number one, I wanted to help him cope with this. Mm-hmm. Number two, I told him I want your story out there because it could help someone else. Mm-hmm. You know, someone else who doesn't want to come out and say, mm-hmm. hey, I, this is what I saw. And I think by him doing it, it it's, it's number one, it's brave. And it, yeah, two, absolutely. it's it could help a lot of other people. So, yeah. But uh, anywho, I know we're talking about Bigfoot already. So let's let's go ahead and jump into our main core subject um, is Bigfoot. All right. Right. Let's do it. Bigfoot. I heard I heard Steven he was like, Man, that's scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By the way, thanks Steven again for jumping on in my absence. Uh everybody I'm I'm obviously well and better and everything's all good. Um had some sinus drainage. I should have said that at the beginning, but just had some sinus drainage that took my voice out for yeah. for a little while. But uh thanks Steven for uh for jumping on it as as always and, and killing it. So Right on. Okay. Um <laughs> Man. Are you ready to just skip past? Dang, Steven. Yeah. He's ready to just get past you. Like, we, we had our intro. We're in it, man. Dang, man. Um, our, first, our first subject is Bigfoot, and I wanted to talk about uh, Leif Erikson, uh, Icelandic Norwegian um, Viking explorer. Mm-hmm. Did you guys know this story at all? Did you know this story at all? No. Vaguely. I did not. It's kind yeah. of but I did. That- I did. A, I, I dug into it, and... Leif Erikson supposedly is the first one ever to set foot on North, North America. American soil. Mm. However, uh, Bjorn Herjolfsson was his... Uh, that's I, who, I don't think that's correct. Yeah, I don't think it's correct, but you know me <laughs> in pronouncing words. I don't... Or names. I don't do that very good. But anyway, um, he's the one that inspired... Uh, Leif Erikson to to go across from Iceland to Greenland. Um, he actually Leif actually bought Bjorn's uh, ship from him. Okay, and Bjorn is actually on record as being the first one ever to actually discover North America. He just never set foot on it. Mm. And uh, this is from the Canadian Encyclopedia where I got that that story. Bjorn was was going across to settle with his dad. Um, his dad had made a journey over there, and Bjorn just came back from his journey. 
where he was going and the town that he got back. I can't remember what it was called. I could spend time reading through this, but um, they said, hey, your dad's gone to Greenland. So he's like, I'm going to Greenland with my dad. So he started out. And then when Leif heard that Bjorn passed a new, a new land, he bought his ship and took off on the same route that Bjorn went and ended up in, in North America. Well, the, the story that I got, the story that I read here, you know, it says that, you know, he discovered uh, North America before Christopher Columbus, like 500 years. Yeah. Um, Erickson was also known as uh, Lucky Leaf or Leaf, Leaf the Lucky. Yeah, Leaf yeah. the Lucky. Leaf the Lucky. And according to this, uh, uh, yeah, said Erickson sailed to Norway uh, to where King Olaf converted him to Christianity. Yep. And then, uh, according to the uh, school of thought, Erickson sailed off to the course of Greenland, landed in North America, and they called it Vinland. Yeah, that's that's his the the colony that Leif established in Greenland was Vinland. That's it. Uh, here, recorded 986 A.D., Leif Erikson and his men uh, landed on the New World uh, where they encountered a man-like beast, horrible, ugly, hairy, swarthy, swarthy with black eyes. Swarthy means dark skin. So um, I guess I think they called, um, not I don't know if they called Native Americans swarthy. Yeah, they, it says on one of the things that the native people were called uh, swirly and uh, scale rings. Scale rings, which means barbarian. So um, That's what they called the, the native people. The Vikings. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah. right? That's, what, that's the thing but that I struck guess me. Everybody thinks that they're more cultured than the Latin, you know? Yeah. Whatever. They don't have an axe, so they're not, they're not civilized. <laughs> They might have had an axe. It just wasn't made out of metal. Probably. I know. <laughs> uh, well, uh, and that, I think that's kind of odd because I think in the it's in the records, it's in their records that they actually had this sighting of uh, of a big, hairy, smelly, swarthy, black-eyed people. Well, there's there's where our stories are gonna con. What is it? Contrast each other mm-hmm. because there's two known records. Of, of the the Greenland landings and Eric's Erickson's journey. One's called Saga of Eric the Red, and the other one's called Saga of the Greenlanders. Mm-hmm. Those Eric, are Eric the Red was his dad. Yeah, <clears throat> and um, in those the those two sagas. The um, story is never mentioned. Yeah, it's not. It's not. Mentioned it's not mentioned in any of those those sagas, and it's it's not mentioned in like in this interpretation of North America here, but in their records, it's noted in there that they saw this stuff. This. So it's more like a you know journal. Yeah. So here's the the Icelandic saga database. Is where I got this. Yeah. And there's no record of it mentioned in there. Well, it's mentioned somewhere because it's, it's, it's here now. So, <laughs> Well, that's what I'm saying. I think it's 
hearsay throughout the years because this is the the saga. Let me see what it's called. I think Ash is right because this is probably yeah. off his his journal. Is like one is word of mouth from someone else's, and the other mm-hmm. is like an account that is recorded later, like you know a biography. And a lot of times things are picked and chosen. Mm-hmm. Because it, sa- it says here, uh, Leaf told seeing these huge hairy men that towered over his men. I, I, they must they, they must have got really close to him or something. <laughs> the huge hairy men, according to Leaf, lived in the woods, had a rank odor, and a deafening shriek. That mm. that yeah. That kind of stuck with me on that one. Theoretically, if there's not a large population or if there indigenous population there was in, you know, yeah, got along with them or whatever, you know, then they probably weren't afraid of people. It's, you know, a possibility, you know, a lot of times that happens in nature. They, where they don't have a fear of humanity because they don't have a reason to. Yeah, because they've never seen a man before. They probably, right. probably just thought they were like another Bigfoot. Yeah. They look different, but they're well, Bigfoot. Well, I mean, they're Vikings, so they're not little people, <laughs> you know. So, uh, it says here, uh, Erickson and his men described the huge man-like beasts that were loud and foul-smelling and clearly distinctive from Native American peoples. Apparently, okay. Leaf had several sightings of the huge hairy men before departing the island. Hmm. So, because it says in here, it says the, the, scale, the scarelings are thus not the inventions of one writer. However, they were not mystical beasts, but ordinary people, both the Thole people, ancestors of modern Inuits, on Greenland, as well as inhabitants of North American, were called Scalrings by the North. Or by the Norse. The Norris, right? Yeah, the Norse. <clears throat> um, I, I've always thought this interesting, because I remember growing up as, as a kid that read a lot of Bigfoot stuff. <clears throat> I remember it mentioned, I forget what book it was. It was mentioned in like one of the, I think it was the Hannon's book or something, and um, I went to go look for it and I could never find it. But as as an adult, I did find it, and um, I think it was I was with the TBRC whenever I did find this story. So I thought it was fascinating, and I said that was the earliest record. I mean, because I because you think about it, there's uh, in the Pacific Northwest, there's totem poles, you know, different right. different uh, big you know uh, Native Americans that have like a character on top that looks like a monkey. And so, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, I don't I don't recall ever reading, like, any dated, those totem poles were dated, so. Um, but I always thought it was very, very interesting, so. And it's not necessarily a, a historical account right. or anything. Mm-hmm. It's a mythology. Right. <clears throat> it's like their, their tribal or their, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, their musical routine or their oral know. history <laughs> their musical routine their like, musical routines that's what i said i, I didn't are they in bands <laughs> like like fame i like, know that's it's one of their sets i don't know one of their he's this guy in the woods that's the second song you're going too fast <laughs> sorry the first song is we found it north america yeah and yeah. when we got there, we were scared. And then 
it, it breaks into yeah. Ooh, that smell. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, we can take this show on the road, man. No joke. Gonna get our office space, man. <laughs> but that that always intrigued me. Um, this story, so I always thought it was kind of cool, and hardly anybody ever talks about it. So. Indeed. So, because they don't think of it, they think it's in Washington or yeah. Oregon, yeah, or Canada, you know, around there, but nowhere else in the wood except for like, oh, yeah, there's the Yeti over there, and that's about it. No. So I thought it was cool that we were going to talk about this because I did one of those like DNA tests, those kit tests. Yeah. And I got the results back and I'm from Norway heritage, from the Viking heritage. I think a lot of white people probably are. <laughs> I know, that's them what I'm Viking, saying. Them Viking got around a little bit. Yeah, they, they had sex little, with little, people. Little pillaging. So uh, my, my Viking ancestors came over and settled in uh, what is now uh, central Louisiana and became... Uh, Got it on with the Creos. Yeah. So I'm Creo too. I'm a Creo Viking, which is pretty cool. Whatever you say, Sha. <laughs> Sha. So um, I'm a, I'm a I'm a German Creo Viking is what I am. Dang. I thought it was pretty cool. You're like a mutt. I am a mutt. <laughs> However, we're all mutts. Especially people from Louisiana. No offense. It's just a lot of. <laughs> yeah. A lot of, I, I mean, that's where my grandma's from, so I probably got all kinds of yeah. stuff because it was, you know, that's where people I'm came all, to. I'm, that's where people came to America. Lot, yeah, you know? they they settled there a lot. That's where a lot of the the European, the 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 first Europeans that came over here came to that that area. <laughs> where the 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 Central Louisiana uh, Acadians is what is what my where I come from, where my my timeline comes from or my heritage comes from central louisiana acadians uh viking uh cajuns that's what i'm gonna call myself so you were if i was a fighter that'd be my name you were a pillager crawdad eater yes <laughs> and i'm okay with that um <clears throat> the second story i wanted to talk about i don't know if you guys had you guys heard the story the the teddy roosevelt uh bowman story oh yeah have you heard of that one? No, yeah, no, you never mm. heard of it. Not until I started researching it when you when you when you <clears throat> showed it to me. This was because uh, um, Theodore Roosevelt. He was he was an explorer, man. He 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 went all across the U.S. Yeah, he was big outdoorsman. He he, he formed he the Rough Riders. To, yeah, he, I was gonna say he knew how to stop drop, open nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope up shop. You know. <laughs> uh, you're, you're so goofy. <laughs> well, when you think Rough Riders, which one usually comes to mind yeah. first? I, I think DMX or Teddy Roosevelt? I, I think about the the CFL Rough Riders. Oh. That's what I think about. <laughs> really? So stop, drop. So somebody, somebody, pick it up. No, I'm good. Come on. Um, we closed the shop. We closed it. Well, but, Robert closed it. But uh. Theodore Roosevelt, he he's an explorer, man. He he went around and he's he, like with the Rough Riders, and he like and he liked to he liked to hunt and and you know just experience America. And um, he wrote he wrote uh, this book called the the Wilderness Hunter. He wrote two volumes of it, mm -hmm. volume one, volume two, and this was released in 1892. 
And there's a particular story in this one, and this one I've always, I've always like, I think I read this one when I was a kid too, uh, the Bowman story. Um, and it's on the second volume, page two fifty four, uh, chapter called Cowboy Land. And um, Theodore Roosevelt. This was before he before he became president. He was president between I think nineteen oh one, nineteen oh eight, or nineteen oh nine. I can't remember. I think it's nineteen oh eight. And this was before he was president. So. I guess, you know, he didn't, I guess back then they didn't care about, you know, stuff like this. And well, back then, America was still new, so who are they to say that this right. isn't an indigenous species, you know? Right. Well, I, I mean, was he not part of, like, an Audubon-type society mm-hmm. going out and yeah. documenting And that's what I think, too. Fauna? Just his his reputation of being that, that kind of guy, I think, helped him in his presidential... Right. Yeah. This, this dude wasn't just a, a pushover, man. He was a national hero. Yeah. After, like, the stuff in Panama. and Yeah. yeah he, he actually uh, passed the law about making national national parks and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, so. he mm-hmm. more or less created national parks in America. So. Yeah. And he's the main reason why we have national parks, why they started saving these areas, you know, to be national parks and, and not be be destroyed. So, thank you, because it's... It's great. I um, like national parks. They're all shut down though, so can't go. Well, you know, he was one of those guys that uh, when I was reading all his stuff that, or reading most of these articles like this, he was, you know, he's one of these guys that, you know, it, he was saying that, you know, everybody seems to have have shot and killed like the biggest bear ever, mm-hmm. and he's one of these guys that uh, he he calls it uh, falsehoods or you know people that were lying and he would yeah. he was he's quick to point that out and he was you know he's been in the woods he's done he's done this stuff so anybody that has a wilderness story and it's lying he he was pretty quick to say you know hey this is not true or mm-hmm. something like that but he didn't feel that way about bowman for right. some reason he didn't feel that way and because uh, this doesn't sound like a story that they makes him sound very heroic right. or, you know there wasn't and again it goes back to Bowman didn't have an agenda. Right. This was just him speaking to Theodore Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. Him telling Roosevelt his story of him and another guy going beaver hunting. There was, yeah. So, I don't, it wasn't, it wasn't anything like, oh, hey, this guy's going to get me notoriety. I don't know. Maybe Theodore Roosevelt was a well-known person. But, again, this was before he was president. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so. There was there was rumors going around, and there was, like, you know, articles and papers and stuff that were saying that Theodore Roosevelt had tracked and shot a Bigfoot. But there's there's no evidence of that. Yeah. Anywhere, I didn't, anywhere, I didn't so. find any. And I even so, looked. So. Um, I looked a lot because I there, wanted to find it. But there was rumors about, you know, him doing that. But there was, you know. That was that's false, but and, and you gotta think about it. This guy too, probably even if he was kind of famous for like his war exploits and whatever. This trapper in where wherever it was, where it was Montana, it was Montana. Yeah, trapper in Montana probably doesn't get the you know the newspaper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to know that hey, you know, unless somehow he was in the military or something you know? mm-hmm. yeah but odds are he had no idea who he was anyway well what the, what the the story says that they don't even know Bowman's first name yeah they don't even know his first name it's just Bowman yeah so this guy was not well known to anybody um, well, here, man. unless he might have been and this might be a cover-up you know he might have been a, a well-known figure and be like man I don't want my name out there because this is kind of a crazy story um, 
could be, I don't know. There's a variety. I mean, yeah. people just, they could reinvent themselves pretty easily. Exactly. Or so they don't disappear even. disappear because that's just, that's what people did. Mm-hmm. They wanted to go out there, man. They just wanted to be gone. Yeah. But, but part of this story, um, when Bowman talks about, talks about the guy that was with him. Um, he doesn't mention his name. He doesn't. He doesn't even mention the other guy's name at all. Because he's he was killed. Yeah, he was <laughs> he was pretty brutally killed. Yeah. But Bowman doesn't mention his name once. Yeah. In in well, at least in the writings that we have from Roosevelt. Right. This is the writings that we have. We don't. He, he probably has it. He's probably just. That's what I'm. Out. That's what I'm saying. He probably left it out. From so. what we have, we don't have a name, and we don't have Bowman's first name. Right. It's just Bowman and. And a friend is what it says, is what the story says. But again, who knows what Roosevelt's memoir actually had in them. I yeah. mean, I guess we could hunt them down and read them. Yeah. But, uh, I'm sure they probably exist somewhere. Yeah, they're but. somewhere. But uh, I'm not, I'm not going to read line for line on this, but uh, the story goes that when Bowman was younger, him and his partner, they were, they were uh, setting up uh, traps for like beavers. Yeah, for, beaver traps. For the, the pelts and stuff. And so they had they had decided to explore a certain part of Montana that was like it was considered really dangerous, mm-hmm. and hardly anybody went up there. And if and if they did, I think there was a hunter that went there before, or a trapper went up there before and was killed. Well, it's it says um, they went up uh, a mountain pass where the year before mm-hmm. a lone hunter um, was killed by an unidentified beast. So this is the rugged river valley in Montana territory. Right. So, yeah. So the year before these guys go out there, there was that story of that mm-hmm. the guy that was killed by an unidentified beast. Right. Right. So, so um, they go up and they set up camp and they set up traps and stuff and uh, well they set up camp and then they go explore and they set up traps and whenever they came back the the camp was like all. In disarray and yeah. uh, like stuff had gone through it, and apparently they were, they they assumed that it was a bear, you know, looking foraging for food and stuff like that. And so, um, but they after discovering tracks, uh, they seemed that it was like walking on two feet. So, um, I mean, they're probably they're probably pretty good trackers, mm-hmm. so they probably could they probably could notice whether something was walking yeah. around two feet or, or, you know. And or, I think it said that they noted, I mean, it's not uncommon for a bear to be like that, especially in that kind of situation, but mm-hmm. the, the distance is what make them kind of be taken aback about it. You know? Yeah, because uh, I did, after I read this, I, I started looking into, like, bear activity and, and researched bear activity, and I actually went to, um, um, can't think of what it's called and I, I that's the one i deleted and i can't get back to it um but anyway it's it's montana like guy i mean montana um records in in montana about bears and they say that there's there's several reasons why bears get up on their front legs one because they can smell really far they can see further um they can hear further on their back because they're so big um two um, when they're scratching up against uh, the tree, when they got a bear scratch and they got to scratch their back against the tree, they'll go up on their hind legs. Mm-hmm. Um, one, if they're obviously trying to intimidate, um, they're trying to guard their territory or or try to have something else run off. Make themselves uh, make themselves yeah. yeah as big as possible, as mean as aggressive as possible. But nothing ever said 
that like you said the that distance they walk. they walk on two legs yeah. there's right. been there's been sightings of bears walking on two legs but it's only for a little distance it's not as far apart as these two gentlemen were, right. were saying and i'm pretty sure that it's usually like younger bears too. yeah yeah the smaller ones yes you wouldn't think okay well it's an eight foot bear you know it'd be a younger one if it was walking very very far because you know kids are bouncy mm-hmm. you know so they 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 say that bear do get up on their hind legs and sometimes they do walk but it's never for any sort of distance right and they said in this story they said that the the route that this unidentified beast took you could see that it was walking on two legs yeah the route to the river so so later on that night they they decided that you know they cleaned up the camp and they decided to you know hunker down for the night and apparently they were they were awakened by noises and appeared to be a massive creature lurking like in like in a darkness mm-hmm. so they fired their weapons at it and the creature ran off i don't think they ever had a visual of it and um so uh the next day they go and check their traps and once again whenever they come back the camp was in disarray again so they uh <laughs> they you know once they they were looking near the fire actually later on that night they 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 clean up the camp again, and later on that night, a uh, creature comes back mm-hmm. in the middle of the night again uh, and making a bunch of s- sounds in the woods and stuff. So I think at that point, they had decided enough was enough. I guess they mm-hmm. kind of got scared. And uh, so Bowman goes and checks the the beaver traps. Mm-hmm. And then when he comes back, because uh, his, par- his partner stayed behind at, at the camp, and when he, go- when he comes back, uh, apparently, I guess... Did it say it broke his neck or? It said that it had broken his neck and also bit bit him in the neck. Too. It said there was four distinct fang marks. Yeah. yeah. That were on that's, his neck. That's the only thing that, about this story that I think is probably false. And I'm just, I'm too. guessing. Mm-hmm. Because that's not very, I mean, I've never really heard that in, in the story. That, But that's mm-hmm. why I was like. Because it says he returned to a scene of horror. The still warm body of his friend was leaning against the tree with four awful fang marks piercing his broken neck. Do you think it might have been like his hand? Probably. That's that was my immediate reaction is if it was if because everything we've ever talked about is Bigfoot don't have fangs, Um, but they do have claws Mm -hmm. and. That's what I thought. Well, they, they is him they, grabbing. They, they, they have long fingernails. It's not well, long fingernails. Yeah, not, not claws. It's not claws. But so. long fingernails. But if they're long fingernails and it's that powerful, it could be possible that he grabbed it and hey, well, guess what? There's one, two, three, four. Yeah, that's that's the, that's the only thing that I thought of when I when I read the story back then and I read the story now. <clears throat> that that's the only thing I think that was probably false or maybe like it was over exaggerated. Of the story mis- the, about you know, the fangs, misinterpreted or, yeah. You know. So, or I, I think it's a misinterpretation. I don't think it's false. I don't. I think there will probably be puncture necks on, but they're thinking this is a bear. Yeah, and bears have fangs. Right. So, I don't think it's. I don't think they're trying to manipulate the story in any way. I think it's just a misinterpretation. Well, of, and two, you there's a the monster in the dark. It's going to have big teeth. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So when I guess. Bowman sees this and then just leaves everything behind and just hauls yeah. butt out of there mm-hmm. immediately. And I don't think I don't think I, I I don't recall whether they said he came back or continued in that area, mm-hmm. but probably not. Um, 
Roosevelt writes on this on his book because um, he you know he doesn't use the word Bigfoot because the word Bigfoot didn't it didn't exist yeah, yeah, yeah it didn't exist then but he used the word goblin I, I, I don't know if you guys noticed that he used the word mm-hmm. goblin yeah. so I thought that was kind of interesting um, <laughs> that's a kind of commonly used word for something yeah creature, for yeah you know? for a creature yeah especially something scary something else would be like it's a fairy, you know. Yeah. Something little, but some, you know, it's golden. Well, one of the <laughs> things that really stuck out to me in this story that when I read it, I was like, hmm, um, was he said the same. This is the second time that this creature came back to their camp. He said the same large footprints trailed away from the camp toward a brook where they appeared. And this is the this is the thing that stuck out to me as plain as if on snow. So he's saying that these footprint, whatever left these footprints, mm-hmm. was was big and and heavy and left an imprint as if it was walking on snow. That stuck out to me. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you have to have some weight and you have mm-hmm. to have some power to to dig your footprints in as is as plain as these these guys could see it. And then you have to have good soil too. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's by a river, so. I mean, it's kind of, but for them to say it was as plain as snow, when you walk on snow, it's pretty, I mean, it's pretty evident somebody's walking on there and you don't have to be big and bad to walk on snow and leave a footprint, but this isn't snow. This is a a riverbed. So I don't know. That just stuck out to me because especially after watching the, the standing, uh, the, the Todd standing stuff and he was all like. You know, step on that moss right there. Put your yeah. foot in that moss right there. Yeah. Look at that moss right there. I just, I was thinking. Do you see what I'm telling you to see? Yeah, do you do you yeah. see that? Look, isn't that a footprint? That's you know, a footprint. You see what I'm talking about? This is what you're looking at. Yeah. So after hearing that and, and another thing that, another story that jumped out to me was Brown Springs. Whenever y'all were talking about Brown Springs. Mm-hmm. And you specifically talked about footprints that you saw footprints and Mm -hmm. they were all around the car right so thinking of the footprints i mean this thing has to be big it has to be powerful to yeah it it, it had just rained then too so it was kind of well in brown springs yeah so the it had just rained whenever we got there so but this thing is the the biggest evidence that anybody has of this thing existing is footprints yeah you know what i mean Mm -hmm. that's the casting of footprints so I just thought it was interesting that they 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 said it that way as plain as if on snow. This well, if this was a Bigfoot, this was pretty violent Bigfoot. So yeah, it was uh, it was a mean dude, meaner than Longviews. Yeah. So um, no one got their neck broke there. No, they were Thank they were goodness. They were but, moving. They were moving away. So, but uh, it's probably a a similar reason though. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, to end the story, it says neither Bowman nor Roosevelt ever identified the culprit as a Sasquatch or Bigfoot one because those words didn't exist back then. Yeah. But it's bipodal stance, hideous smell, which obviously we've always talked about it being bipodal and it stinks, and prolonged screaming in the northern woods uh, dovetails with descriptions um, in indigenous stories. Uh, Those Sasquatch... Aren't uh, bloodthirsty murders in the legends? Uh, likewise, Bowman's identity is a mystery. So that that's uh, that's that that story always got to me, and I always liked it, and I always go back to it all the time. So 
I was glad I was able to we were able yeah. to cover it this time. It so. kind of makes sense if like it was shadowing trappers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for a food source. Well, what was that one that tomato. we talked to in uh, more or less potato tomato? What was that? The the guy going in the one that was punching his house and he was going down to get the traps, the fish traps. Yeah, that was that was um, that was um, the catfish lines. Yeah, like he was going down there to get his fish, and yeah. guess what? Boom. Yep. Yeah. There he was. So we're we're forty four seconds in. Forty four <laughs> seconds. <laughs> I always love doing that. Otherwise, it's too. Um, really? Yeah. But it, it says already. <laughs> it's it, down here because we talked about it. Didn't give his first name. He said he may have been Carl L. Bowman, who, according to the Montana Historical Society, was born in Germany in eighteen thirty one. Moved west in the 1860s and died March 20th, 1909. Sorry, my microphone got in the way. Uh, March 20th, 1909, near Melrose, Montana. Beyond that brief clue in the Montana Historical Society, Bowman remains as enigmatic as the tale he shared with Theodore Roosevelt. I wonder if he knew by then, because uh, he died like a year after uh, Roosevelt left office. I wonder if he knew. He goes, man, that's talking to the president. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> we saw a paper. Or maybe he never knew who the yeah. president was. Yeah, maybe. maybe he used as a mountain man, yeah. like my my history teacher, Mr. Ward. He's saying, <laughs> he, he's saying, because man, I was talking to a rough rider. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I never got to meet DMX. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't get to ride any four-wheelers. <laughs> so. No one went, and I made other noises at me. I didn't get to wear any bling. <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah, right. I, I'm just going to read the story and then yeah, just go ahead, just go ahead and read the story, man. Well, I'm just, I just, we just, we just wrap in over here. The more I get into it, I mean, it's the the stuff that these guys talk about are are all are all what you have said that Bigfoot is. Yeah, I was beatboxing. I'm, I'm going to lose my voice. Yeah, you can see that I'm ignoring you, right? It's not about you, it's about the uh, You can see that I'm not paying any attention to y'all. We're, okay. right we're feeling this air. All right. We're gonna we're gonna jump subjects. Hold on, let me read this. They hardly sl- this is the the night that they the second night. They hardly slept uh that night for the sounds of twigs snapping and the gloom uh alter uh the gloom alerted the men to the animal's presence. As their fire blazed, the trappers sensed it waiting and heard its woeful cry echoing through the woods. So that's another big thing. That's that's yeah. I was I mean, I wasn't going to go line per line through the whole thing. I just wanted them. Well, I know, but I'm just saying the the more I get into it, the more it's a good story. I mean, I'm just saying everything that in this story. There's, there's actually six pages to it. Yeah. So it's this to be uh, to be honest with you, it's a it's a ton of detail. Yeah, ton a ton of detail. That's what but, I'm saying, but, but it's, I, but, it's but detail I, that that coincides directly with the detail today. Yeah, with Bigfoot today, it, it, it does. So that's why that's why I wanted to talk about it and get people aware of it, and they can go out and try to find it and read it. So go read it. But anyway, go uh, read it. I'm gonna go. We're gonna jump subjects or on YouTube because there's a lot of people that are reading it already for you. Yeah, on there. That's what I did because I didn't feel like reading. <laughs> Okay, here we go. 
paranormal. The paranormal. So, um, breaking can, news. You wanna you wanna do breaking news? Oh, that's right, because you got a you have a fun fact, right? At the sports desk, Chris. <laughs> this Justin. Not sports. <laughs> We're not talking sports today. This not yeah. Justin. This has been known for a long time. In fact, seventy-four years. Today, seventy-four years ago, uh, Tim Curry was born. Yay! Yay! So, that's my the reason why I put paranormal in there is because of you know. Because he's Frankenfurter. Yeah, and he was it. Yeah, he was he was Pennywise. Pennywise, yeah. I like that band too. He was the <laughs> <laughs> he was the original Pennywise, and he was in uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. He was in a lot of stuff. He was in Lex. I always have to talk about that. That's one of my favorite like um, cult TV shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was poet man on the second episode. But he's he's not doing too good. No. He's he's having a pretty rough time of it right now. I yeah. think he perseveres in spite of it, though. He yeah. seems to, you know, he gets out to, like, the Comic-Cons and stuff That's, like that. Yeah. And everything and still takes pictures. and He still gets out with his you peeps. Know, yeah. I'm a... Keep on keeping on, man. I'm a big fan of, of actors who get out with their peeps, especially when they're, they're not doing too good. But, yeah, Tim Curry, 74 years old today. I'm just running through everything. And the wild thornberries and clue and the the stuff he did that he did. Yeah. Uh, okay. Also, uh, Charles Darwin died today. Today in, in 1882. Yeah, oh, he died. Okay. He died today. Uh, I thought, man, that dude, <laughs> some longevity. And this is how you guys tell me. <laughs> David Crash also died. He was killed. Oh wait, he didn't die. He was killed. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, of course he died, but he's yeah he died by being killed to yeah. death. He was killed to death, yeah, yeah. <laughs> by the ATF. Yeah. So anyway, isn't it also the 25th anniversary of the Oklahoma City bombing? Yeah, it is. Oh yeah! Wow, dang, 25 years ago. Where were y'all whenever that that happened? <sighs> I was in school. I was in the second grade. I remember because this boy in my class was like, yeah, man, I was in Oklahoma City. I saw this happen. I saw the building collapse. I was like, how did that happen? I think I was like a... <laughs> you were here yesterday. <laughs> so we were a bunch of, what, like seven, eight-year-olds. Yeah. I was, I was like either a freshman or sophomore. I think I was working for Barton Protective Services. Huh? I, think I, was a, I think I was a freshman. This is my early years of security. AKA Nets. Yeah. Allied Universal. <laughs> TM. Um, we were going to talk about uh, the list of deaths at the Cecil Hotel in downtown Los Angeles. Oh. Um, it's actually the Cecil Hotel. But- Cecil. Cecil? <laughs> it's not pronounced Cecil. Cecil? It's actually pronounced Cecil. I thought it was, I mean. I it, thought it was Cecil. It can go either way, but for, everything that I look, that's how people pronounce it. For it's a person that, Cecil that butchers a bunch of stuff, you're going to tell me about how to say it? Yeah. Well, did okay. you watch stuff on YouTube? No. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. That's no. where I got it. Cecil. The Cecil. I do. I, I will more often, like, I'm, 
just watch videos, just listen to them, just listen to them, and it'll be like the same stuff over and over and over, and that's kind of how. I'm not from LA. I'm not prepare. a beat. I'm not a beatnik, so I'm gonna say Cecil. <laughs> you just said it the way it's supposed to be said. Cecil. I'm you gonna said say Cecil. it correctly. You, you just guys. said I'm not from there, but I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call it Cecil. Cecil. If you guys, I'm saying it right. <laughs> That'll show you. So. Yeah, it's called the. It's currently known as the Stay on Main. Oh, that's been. It's probably changed again, probably. Right? Has it been changed again? Well, it. It's been. It's like, that was its little, nickname for Forever Two. Yeah. And I think recently they've tried to kind of reinvent it as a hostel, like for, traveling youths, which we'll kind of get and in, delve into that aspect. Right. Of yeah. Um. But. Yeah, it got that name because it is located at 640 South Main Street in Los Angeles. Los Angeles. In Los Angeles. It was built in 1927, but during the Great Depression, it was really hit hard mm-hmm. in that area. Mm-hmm. And now it's part of L.A. known as Skid Row, which is where, unfortunately, uh, a large population of homeless people and um, all around kind of people down on their luck mm-hmm. or unsavory type people so that's a lot of a lot a lot of shady stuff going on and around this hotel yeah it's got a it's got a pretty dark history um it says in its 90 year history the Cecil Hotel gained a reputation for being one of the creepiest places to stay in the U.S. for very valid reasons. I know that whenever I was digging into this, um, I think the most, whenever you Google it or whenever I Google it, the biggest thing that stood out was uh, the death of uh, Alyssa Lamb. That's the one that stood out to me. It's the one that was found in the, in the water tanks she was in in the water tanks for like 19 days on top they had water tanks on top of the building and her body was dumped in there and was there for 19 days and you want to you want to tell them ash how they well um well we were kind of wanted to wait okay okay like well since that was kind of like not necessarily the most recent thing that happened but i kind of wanted to go uh chronological chronological, oh yeah go ahead um yeah. Uh, um, I think about you know um, since it is kind of I don't necessarily I, I guess kind of uh, I don't know if flop house would be the right right term for it, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot of people have gone through through that place and um, you know like up and coming actors and and teens, but also drug addicts, people, their mistresses. And I think um, one of the first stories that I saw that, that happened when the first deaths that, that occurred um, was shortly after the hotel opened, there was a, a young girl. She was, I can't remember, I, I didn't write down how, how old she was, but she I think she was probably in her teens or so. Um, she didn't know that she had become pregnant mm-hmm. and she just I'm, I'm she was basically kind of i guess for lack of a better term shacked up with this guy mm-hmm. 
And so she kind of freaked out because she miscarried. Or so she thought. So she was in shock and she thought that she had delivered a stillborn baby. And so she dropped it out the window. Mm-hmm. And after it was found, um, and it was determined that it, it had actually been born alive. But she kind of was just in, in shock, which one can, can kind of imagine a, a girl that doesn't know that this happened. And then suddenly there's this baby and, well, I don't know. I'm freaking out. I'm gonna, I, I, I can imagine that she probably thought that she was going to get in trouble either probably probably by the man that she was with but they determined you know that she wasn't really uh responsible for his death because of the state of her mind at the time that was in the was like 20s and 30s or what mm-hmm. yeah so. it, it says the the baby uh out the window it said it was 1944 dorothy okay. jean purcell 19 years old okay yeah, yeah. and it says uh Purcell did not know she was pregnant and woke in the middle of the night with stomach pains when she was sleeping next to her partner, 38-year-old shoe salesman, Ben Levine. Not wanting to wake Levine, she went to the bathroom and delivered the baby herself. Yeah, and then it talks about what you were talking about. Yeah, she, 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 assumed, she thought that she had miscarried the baby. That the baby, born, yeah, and so she threw it out the window. It says, it says here, mentally confused. Yeah. yeah, which one can imagine, you know, she wasn't. Yeah, it says expecting you know, to have a the, have a baby. And yeah, she's got probably this new boyfriend and all this stuff, and then suddenly oh. she's probably tired and dehydrated and all who that knows? Stuff. And yeah. who knows what all that they were doing? You know, if they were hanging out in that place in town. Yeah, it says she was eventually found not guilty by reason of insanity. Yeah, wow. so she was she was arrested, but like you said, she was found not guilty on basis of insanity, which is that's. Ugh, that's just awful. Yeah, yeah it is. It is. <clears throat> um, which other one you wanted to go on? Well, let try and, you know, the, uh, the alleged double suicide is one that kind of, that kind of stands out too. Um, where the, they thought that a woman and an older man had decided to jump together. But they later determined that that's not quite what happened because <laughs> he still had his hands in his pockets and he had his shoes on. Mm. And they say most of the time jumpers take off their shoes mm-hmm. or their glasses or whatever, for whatever reason. They determined that what had happened is she had jumped and landed right on this poor old guy. Mm. Just like. That's horrible. Yeah. That's so horrible. It was a guy standing there and she committed the suicide, but she fell on. Onto this man on who's him. just walking on the sidewalk. Wow. That's, that's crap. Yeah. Yeah. So this dude's just going about his day and a chick and lands happened. on him. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But I have a feet. He's trying. Oh. I can't, and I mean, I don't necessarily make light of it because it's tragic, but I just kind of picture like on cartoons and there's like you see a shadow and you're like, what? What? And yeah. then the piano falls kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Oh my goodness. I feel horrible just even doing that analogy, but it's hard not to, you know? It's just, I don't know, kind of a one in a million odds that 
right place, right time sort of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there's there's a this hotel has a a ton of history of suicides. Just, I mean, I I'm sitting here just reading one after another yeah. after another Absolutely. after another. And some of them, you know, unfortunately, since a lot of people that have drug and alcohol problems mm-hmm. and money problems, they end up in this place because, you know, at the time I think around you you know when uh, <clears throat> Elizabeth Short, aka the mm-hmm. Black Dahlia, the Black Dahlia, frequent yeah. they said I think rooms cost four dollars a day yeah so i'm sure a lot of people especially like like i said you know up and coming actresses mm-hmm. and actors and people down on their luck that probably you know creative types tend to yeah tend to go hard a lot of times when it comes to well there, there's stories about this being a flop house i mean yeah, it was it was absolutely. cheap it was cheap people went there um to do their drugs people went there to commit suicide um but it was yeah for for the black dahlia i think it was like four dollars a day mm-hmm. so if you're somebody that's got some issues and you got a little bit of money in your pocket and you need a place to stay where are you going to go you're going to go to this place and i'm so, sure they probably yeah. probably did hourly rates at one point in time mm-hmm. for you to oh do, yeah i wonder do you do, do your business i wonder how many people that went there committed suicide were actually people that tried to make it in hollywood or um pictures and they didn't yeah. make it and then ended up there and then end up committing suicide or whatever, yeah. you know. So. I, I think a lot of them, too, it probably wasn't on purpose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because there's several of them that they said they didn't leave any notes. There's a few people. There's one gentleman in particular that he went there and it was because specifically to do this because he was in poor health, too. So, mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately, this hotel probably just attracts that kind of energy to it, I guess. I, I was just, yeah. I was just about to say that. What, what kind of energy do you think is there, man? It's probably overwhelmingly. Even without all the people that had died there, it probably is horrible. Just considering the type of yeah, mm-hmm. type of things that go. Well, on that, there. I mean, we've talked about it several times. I mean, when there's dead bodies, guess what? When people die, places, guess what? Their energy stays there, yeah. and that evil stays there. So yeah, I mean, it's and like. Like all these people, their, their energy is like so massive and yeah, and, and so because they they were killed or they're committing suicide or you know wrong place wrong time and it's probably like you know compounded there and all that. Well, like just 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 to touch on a few, um, there was a guy who ingested poison, forty six year old guy who ingested poison, twenty um, five year old um, was found uh, uh, by a maid in a room dead by a self inflicted gunshot. Um, former AV, uh, army medical, uh, corps, medical corps sergeant, um, found with his throat slashed. Um, the lady that you were talking about, uh, jumped out of the ninth floor window. Um, 35 year old, uh, U.S. Marine was found on the skylight of a nearby building, uh, cause he jumped from his room. I mean, Navy, there's, that's weird. Cause there's three stories in here of military, Navy officer was found dead after uh, ingesting poison. That was another one, ingested poison. Well, unfortunately, we know that that's kind of one of the things that's kind of rampant in our armed services afterwards. You know, I mean, there's no ifs and buts about it, but I I mean, it's not very uncommon for people to choose 
a hotel over their home. Yeah, or that sort of thing. You want to you know? get a? You don't want to do it in your house. I mean, I mean, who who slashes their own throat? I know. Well, it's a quick death. It's, I mean, when you think about like anything else, if you're gonna go the bleeding, I mean, I don't want to get too morbid. Yeah, but because of the unfortunate reason why I know these sort of things, um, that's a quick way to do it, man. Yeah, it would take a lot of nerves, but once you did it, you're done. And again, think about it. this is this was in a great depression. Yeah. I mean, these, right. these people were going through hell mm-hmm. and they wanted to escape it. Yeah. You know, they wanted to get away from it. So what's the, the easiest way to get, and I hate using that. I, I want to retract my statement because it's not easy. I don't want to say that. So I'm scratching that from the record of me saying easy. It feels like I haven't been to that point and tried to venture past it mm-hmm. right. in the wrong ways. It just kind of feels like you don't have any other option. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, because I've been there. I've been to that line. I didn't cross it, obviously, because I'm still here. Just, but I've I've been there. You want it to stop. Yeah, you just you just it's want it to all be over. Yeah, I mean, it's not necessarily that you want it to be dead. You just want it. What I don't I don't care. This needs to end, and it doesn't matter because. I'm too fucked up to function. Yeah. I'm a burden to people, so it don't matter. I mean, they'll be sad, but, you know. Yeah. Well, it's what, not, in, you know, I, I don't want to really go on, stand on a soapbox about it either, but it, it drives me crazy when people say, it's selfish. Do you think about the other people? Yeah. yeah. That's exactly what you're doing. Exactly. That's, that's, <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking about whenever I was at that point was, and I know this is cliche to say, but it's not because it was exactly what I was thinking. I'm going to make it better for the other people in my life because all I'm doing is bringing them down. All I am is a weight and I've exhausted every other thing that I can think of to fix this situation. And this is the only way out. That's just that that was what was going through my mind whenever I was going through what I was going through. And you're exactly right. I was thinking about everybody else and 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 thinking about how I can make it better because I wouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Yeah. I think this, um, especially that great depression area, you can see where it just, it touches everybody. It touches women, mm-hmm. it touches men, touches military people. Um, so that was, man, that's that energy then was probably, man. Outrageous. Outrageous. And, you know, it, like with the most recent death to kind of skip ahead, there could have been several of those ruled suicides, that were accidental because people went there to yep. party yeah. mm-hmm. and still do that to this mm-hmm. day. Go there to party. Yeah. There's it's, it's definitely a hotel to, mm-hmm. to do that. Yeah. That's what, I mean, and they, they, they pride themselves on that. That's what they put themselves out there to be is, Hey, come here and woo-hoo. because their, their history, yep. history really reflects it. And really, when it really started was when the Dahlia was found. Yeah. And, um, to kind of touch on that, I'm sure most people, know the story and those for that don't that there was a young woman named elizabeth short that was an up-and-coming actress at mm-hmm. the time she was pretty she was beautiful yeah really and unfortunately that might have been her downfall because she was found in january in 1947 by i think it was a mother and daughter they thought it was a mannequin on the side of the road because mm-hmm. she had been so horribly dismembered her hands had been i i believe correctly her hands had been removed Mm-hmm. And her entire midsection was sawed in half, and her face was mutilated mm-hmm. with the what they you know, a lot of times they call them like the Glasgow grin, you know, yeah. like 
Heath Ledger, basically, you know. Um, but what was interesting about this site was there was not a single drop of blood found at the murder site. So she was put there. She was put there. But mm-hmm. they never, I mean, of course, back then we didn't, if, if they had the forensics like we had now, they probably would have known who right. it was. But it was more often than not, the consensus is that it was somebody of note in Hollywood right. that made her disappear. Now, she stayed at the at the hotel, right? She, she didn't. She, she they was, had like a bar there, I think, and you know, of course, the legend is that she had her last drink at the bar mm. at the at the Cecil. But I guess she she frequent there. I don't know if she actually stayed there, but she she came and went. I mean, chances are she had friends that stayed there and yeah, whatnot. But so she's tied there. into it somewhat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one of the that allegedly one of the last places that she was seen alive was at this hotel. Wow. Yeah. I said the corpse had, had been thoroughly washed, drained of all blood, and posed with her hands over her head and the legs spread apart. Despite this brutal mutilation, there was not a spot of blood on the scene, and the killer was never caught. Yeah, she, was, she, was, she was completely cut in half at the waist, and both of her hands were cut off. But she was posed, you know, like in a very... Yeah, that's why they thought that she was a mannequin. Mm-hmm. Because there was no blood. So this yeah. whoever killed her, killed her somewhere else, drained her and blood. And drained her and put her there. placed her, did not placed dump her. her. Yeah, yeah, placed her, her specifically. specifically. Yeah. So it just... That's a twisted guy. Very, 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 very twisted. definitely sending a message. And it's amazing. I don't know. Because it's been a while since I really, really read up on mm-hmm. on all of it. But I don't know if they believe... I, I would imagine that someone like that would do do it again. Yeah. They've probably done it again. And well, just here's yeah. That's the thing. Up. You don't. They probably change it up. That's not a, a rookie at what they yeah, do. Absolutely not. And there's a chance are maybe they did it all the time and they just got rid of the people mm-hmm. in in other ways because yeah. you know, probably during that time in Hollywood, young girls came and disappeared a lot, it, either in nefarious ways or they just reinvented themselves. You yeah. Know? Um, I just know that it's that is, I mean, a six 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 story. It absolutely is, and you know, there's photographs of it, and mm-hmm. it does it does not look it doesn't look real. I mean, of course, with them being black and white, it kind of brings that more home. Right. But mm-hmm. um, I know this is a weird question, but I don't remember. I don't recall. Does is anybody investigated that that hotel? Oh, I'm sure. I didn't really look it up. I, did, I, I mean, didn't probably, see any. Probably, especially yeah. now since, you know, um, American Horror Story did that season kind of loosely based on it. And right. it's like their hotel was the, the combination of the Cecil and the H.H. H. H. Holmes house. It's right. hard to say fast. Yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> they, they put those together. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was actually like my third or second or third. I think it was third. the fifth season. No, no, but it was like oh. my, the third or, or second favorite season. That oh, I okay. Yeah, so that was, yeah that was a really good, good. That was a good season. Yeah, I, it's one of the few that I've watched more than once. Yeah, it's so a great Not saying one. that I don't like the other ones, but you know, I I didn't I didn't see any where any it had, that it had ever been investigated or anything, but I'm yeah. sure somebody has. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> you, can, sh- you don't get stories like this without thinking, you know. I'm sure the Ghost Adventures have done it. I think so, actually. Um, when I was looking, looking up, is either for this one or I was trying to maybe be do a. Several hotels, if I couldn't find them, but, you know. Okay, so we were talking about how low the rates are 
Um, it says here in 1976, you could get a room for a week for $700. So that's Se- $100 a day. Yeah, $700 for a week. So it's 100 bucks a day. That was in 1976, though. So, But I do remember a story back in the, it was like $4 a day or something like that. It was really, yeah. really cheap. Yeah, probably back in the <clears throat> 20s, 30s. Yeah. Um, but, but I mean, seven hundred bucks for a for a day. I mean, in L.A., you, you, we got to keep in mind that this is in L.A. Right. So that's that's pretty freaking cheap. Extremely cheap. cheap. <laughs> I doubt that you could even find something like that there now. Yeah. Without it being oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> you guys want to talk about that? That uh, um, was it Elisa Liam story now? Well, that one. Or you, I also or, feel like we need to touch on the fact that. Couple of other people stayed at. The, oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. The, unfortunately, other nefarious type people. Mm-hmm. Couple of multiple murders, or as most people call them, serial killers, stayed there, and mm-hmm. that was the Night Stalker, Richard Ramirez. Yep. Wow. I, and I didn't know that one. I didn't know that one at all. During yeah, he didn't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's like the big one is that Richard Ramirez stayed there during. While he, during, in, in between 1984 and 1985, when he murdered 13 people. Oh, it, it says in his story, rooms were $14 a night when the Night Stalker stayed there. Yeah. Wow. And that's why he chose that place, because he could come and go, and nobody paid attention to yeah. him. Yeah. He used it, he used it as, a, as, a, as a distraction. Right. He really did, because this place is crazy, and he just went in there and did what he did. I'm pretty sure, of course, you know, I didn't really, because I know it, and I didn't really want to, it's brutal, you know, I didn't really want to delve into it too deep, and if you want to, it's not too hard to find out information about his assaults and murders, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, between a- April 10th, 1984 is when he committed his first m- murder, and he was captured August 30th, 1985, but he murdered 13 people committed several sexual assaults and burglaries in between and uh you know assaulted a lot of people killed children basically he wanted to brutalize anyone that he found to be innocent mm-hmm. um and I, I i think the story goes that some of the uh, evidence was like bloody clothes and whatnot were dumped in the, mm-hmm. the dumpster behind the hotel yeah he, he stashed them in the dumpster behind the hotel and i, th- I think in that sense i think he kind of wanted to get caught yeah, I mean, because uh, after his last home invasion, before he ran off to uh, Mexico, he left a woman alive and said, the Night Stalker did this. And at this point, that was when he was starting to get a little yeah. little momentum going, which unfortunately he didn't. Well, I don't know. I don't guess I want to say unfortunately, because yeah. it's what led, unfortunate for him, I guess. Yeah. You can say. It led to his capture because he became so notorious, but he didn't realize how much so it had gotten all the way to Mexico. He thought, you know, yeah. I'll run down here and no one know me, but they, yeah. he was on the front of every newspaper and they were like, El Matador. Yeah. Because he, he didn't realize how big he was getting. Yeah. He didn't realize how big his story was spreading and how fast um, that it was spreading. And, uh, but, it, not with how how yeah. much he did in the process, you know. Yeah, that's only you know. Who was who was this other guy? I, I never heard of this other guy. 
Jack Underweger. Underweger. Yeah. 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 Well, He's probably Austrian. because most of his his stuff was done uh, while he was still in Austria. He only, only, while he was here, murdered three women. Wow. While he was in in Austria, it was nine before he came here. And what's unfortunate and infuriating about that is while he was he was convicted and in prison for right. life right. for the murder of his first victim, an 18-year-old, uh, Margaret Schaefer, which he, his calling card and the way he murdered every one of these victims was he strangled them with their, their own bras. Yeah. That and was that was his call calling card. Yeah, he he tied a particular knot, and um, he was convicted of murder for him for her, but he wrote an autobiography, and had a um, a documentary made about him, and people started campaigning for his release, and they eventually, you know, they were like, well, he has to do at least fifteen years as the minimum, and then they released him, em- almost immediately within the first year of his release. He murdered eight more women the exact same way. This was in Austria? This is in Austria. Mm-hmm. And people didn't know about it. Uh, uh, Austrian magazine, since he's all Mr. Oh, I'm a foreign murderer, quote unquote. I'm still out here murdering sex workers. Which, a little backstory, they believed that his mother was one. And so he had kind of like mm. your cliche upbringing, mm-hmm. you know, Rorschach type thing, you know. Yeah. And um, so this mag this magazine wanted them him to go to L.A. <laughs> and report back on the crime in L.A. and the violence against sex workers there, which he had to hang out with cops, yep. go on ride-alongs, yep. find out where all these women were, so he can murder the shit out of them. That's that was his cover. His cover, uh, he, was, uh, he was actually a reporter for the magazine, mm-hmm. legit reporter for the magazine, but he used that as his cover to not only find his victims, but find his dumping grounds. Not for only victims. find his victims, have the police point them out exactly. to Exactly, and then find dumping grounds for his victims. Fucking L.A. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the, the police, I mean, drove this dude around, and that's where he found all his, 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 peop- his victims in, in, in dumping grounds. Feeling- so. That he probably did not give him their whole his whole story, and they probably since it was the nineties that the internet wasn't it was yeah like nineteen ninety one yeah mm-hmm. when he went to L A. So it's not like yeah, it was it was uh, you know widely available information to everybody. Though. Yeah, you think you think he he picked that place because Richard Ramirez stayed there? Uh, maybe 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 wow possibly but or just out of convenience because. He wasn't there for very long. It wasn't too long after that. Him and his girlfriend went on the lam. Um, you know, kind of bounced around continent or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, 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 I did. I'm not exactly sure how he moved around like this so much, but uh, yeah. I kind of missed that part. But he was eventually captured in Miami in, on February 27th, 1992. He was convicted in Austria of all 11 murders. And then he was sentenced to death. <clears throat> so me. he was he was ext- he was extradited. Yeah. He mm-hmm. was he was captured in Miami and extradited because you know, they finally pieced together how Yeah, they put it all together. Obviously these yeah. murders that look exactly like this other one over mm-hmm. here. I hope that magazine company went went out of business. Hmm. Hmm. And bitches. then some um, bitches. 
I'm sure they had a lot of explaining to do, but yeah, he ended up hanging himself in prison using his shoelaces and a belt and the same knot the he same, used yep. on his victims. The same knot he used on his victims. What a what a jerk, man. Yeah. Fuck you, man. Bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, but that was Blair's mating call. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's for you, Blair. That's how she calls her husband. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah, it said that he he hung him, he hanged himself. I always say hung, and I always get corrected because it's hanged. He hanged himself uh, on the night of his sentencing uh, when they sentenced him to life life in prison without parole. He hanged himself, and the uh, couldn't do it. Yep, he couldn't. He couldn't. Be trapped. He should have done it the first time around. Yeah. But he had to go and buy him a book oh, and people see see okay, I'm gonna make a little segue, people. This is why we don't need a free Joe Exotic. Yeah. Yeah. Use this as an example. Just because you're intrigued by someone's story exactly does not mean they're not a fucking criminal exactly. that deserves to be in prison. Yeah. No. Don't release Enzo. No. <laughs> Leave Enzo <laughs> trapped. <laughs> so but yeah, that that the, the guy was, of course, like all serial killers, is is just brutal. Yeah, there's a few documentaries and movies. I would I would like to super kick that guy. Yeah. Well, he got his in the end, so he super he super kicked himself. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. And uh, I don't I can't remember if we mentioned this. The Night Stalker died in prison as well. From. From lymphoma, yep. he had cancer while waiting to die on death row. Yep, mm. died of cancer on death I, row. I don't. I go back and forth a little bit on death penalties. It's like with people like that. Yeah, but at the same time, I know sometimes it's not the right person. Mm-hmm. But with that motherfucker, just because of how how brutal the murders were, and I'm always set aback by him too because like a lot of fucked up formerly goth chicks i remember my dad watching true crime shit and be like who's that hot guy on tv and then feeling like disgusting yeah (laughs) yeah because that was kind of one of the common things you know he found his wife after he had been sent to prison and just he had all kinds of fans and it's like it's a night stalker He's well, working, Ted Bundy. But he's, yeah, he's well, yeah, I mean, you know. Ted Bundy. Women loved him. Yeah, that's like how he found his. Yeah, his and kitchen, you know? even after, even he married while he was in prison, and even yeah. after he was in prison, women were enamored with this guy, just in love with him. I think it's just so weird that somebody famous, like being people would just want to be close to that, and they don't give a shit how. Yeah, yeah. it's. I'm, I just don't. I don't understand. I mean, he was a good-looking guy, and but, but he brutally. Yeah. Both of those people beat yes. people to death. It's not sexy. No, definitely not. You got. You guys want to talk about that? Elisa Lam. Yeah. 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 You can't. You that can't one. Read. That one. I didn't know was in that hotel. I remember. Really? I, I remember watching the news and seeing that. And seeing the, that when she had yeah, back. seeing the footage of her in the elevator and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know it was that hotel. Really. What's creepy is when you watch the footage. Is creepy because these are the last moments of the this woman's moments, yeah. life. It's look. I got chills all over. That is. It's just. 
You never know. Yeah. It's so creepy. But she was acting so weird. Like, just so kind of... Out of context is the problem, too. It's, you know, I'm locked. I don't even know how many times I've looked at this video because, you know, people are like, well, look at this. And Mm -hmm. she's doing this thing and she's making symbols with her hands because there's all these theories about why she died, how Mm -hmm. she died. And, of course, the hotel's nefarious past plays into that a lot because people are like, oh, well, it's a demon or... She's doing a thing, and uh, there was one one of the theories is there's this game in Korea that kids play where you push all these buttons on the elevator, and allegedly it opens up a, a, another dimension, and that's what she was doing, and mm. she got possessed or snatched. They're, they're or reaching on that one. Mm-hmm. Because there's, like, one part, and it's the camera. You can kind of see, you know, where... It does like that jerky motion mm-hmm. or whatever. And so it made her hand look weird. It's like, oh, her her body starts so long gay and she's doing her hands all weird. Like she doesn't belong in her body. So she was like, no, I don't know. It, it makes me uncomfortable. People talking about things like that. Because yeah, that's that's CCTV. This is, this is somebody's life, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and I feel I don't know. To me, it looked like she was probably talking to somebody. And just like, and the elevator wasn't working, and she was maybe like an awkward, an awkward little girl. Yeah. Just I don't know. I do weird stuff when I don't know how to talk to somebody or whatever. You know, she was trying. Man, I I never thought of that. You know, that's what it looked like to me. Where she was like, she kept trying to get the elevator work, get the elevator work, push buttons. And she's coming out and popping back and forth. And it's like, it looks to me like someone was trying to tell her, well, we'll try this. Okay, well, this isn't working. You could definitely tell she's ta- so she's interacting yeah, with something. With someone. But mm-hmm. because we don't see who that is, it's a demon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could be that she just didn't take her medication and yeah. she's dehydrated. But and That is possible. But the toxicology report, she had her medication in her. The only thing that was in her toxicology... Which, of course, they said because she was in the water for so long, unfortunately, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that it could have interfered with the results. But the only other thing they really found in her is allergy medicine and, and I think, ibuprofen. But it is possible that she did harm herself because she did have a history of bipolar disorder and depression. And according to... Her family later, which they kind of kept it on and down low. It seemed like they were probably, you know, kind of a traditional family. They didn't talk about it. Yeah. Um, she had for, a, you know, her she was semi-internet famous because of her, her, uh, she had a blog spot. Remember back in the day when blog spot is six. <laughs> yeah. Um, in mid to, in mid 2010, she started her blog spot under the name Etherfield. She would mostly share, you know, typical younger girl stuff, fashion pic, you know, pictures and stuff that she liked. But a lot of times she talked about her mental health on there. Yeah. And that was kind of a recurring theme. And it seemed a lot that her mental health is starting to affect her, her schooling. And if I remember correctly, of course, this last article that I, I, I took notes from, I didn't really have a lot of If I remember correctly, the reason why she went on this trip was to kind of get her head straight after having to drop so many classes because she was 
her mental health was interfering with her studies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she, uh, she also had a Tumblr. She posted under the, the name Nouvelle Nouve, which just means new, new in French. Um, and she had this quote that was on both of these profiles that was by Chuck Palahniuk from his diaries that said, you're always haunted by the idea you're wasting your life. Hmm. Which... That sounds depressing now. Yeah. Yeah. Which that kind of seems like it might have been a theme to her and reason why she had this trip because the day that she went missing because she she was still in contact with her, her parents in, in British Columbia um, every day. And the day that she was scheduled to check out of the hotel to go to Santa Cruz, I guess she was slowly working her way down the coast. Um, they didn't hear from her. Mm. Um, her phone, they believe, was stolen. So I kind of, I feel personally that perhaps her her death was accidental. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe somebody else was there and bailed because yeah. they got scared. But at the same time, the hotel employees and the the lady at the bookstore nearby, one of the last people that saw her actually saw her life said that she was by herself too. But I mean she might have met somebody at the hotel. Who knows? Yeah. Because I think at this point in time, it's a kind of a youth hostel too. That's why it, like the rename of the, the stay on main or whatever sounds hip, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's probably a cheap place to stay. I don't know if they, a lot of hostels, they have multiple people staying in a room together that mm-hmm. you don't know who they are. And if there's that kind of setup, they, she might've met somebody and they're hanging out and whatever, because, the thing that struck a lot of people as odd is, you know, like the, the door on on the tank is really heavy and mm-hmm. it was closed. So unless it was left open, which that would be the hotel's fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just it's, it's cr- just it doesn't Her her clothes were found nearby. Yeah, she it was like she went swimming skinny dipping like, yeah and to me it sounds like oh here's this dare and then i don't know man and he's just yeah but the most tragic part about it is that nobody really tried to investigate it yeah or they just kind of well it says the coroner listed liam's death as an accidental drowning mm-hmm. and just and then that, that was, was it, it. <laughs> fucking la but, that, that, I mean, that, that's where it ended. The coroner said, oh, she accidentally drowned. And but probably because it was at Cecil Hotel. Yeah. And how many people mm-hmm. die there all the time. I mean, probably. And I hate this. And it, it's it's messed up. It's messed up. But a lot of people have the mentality. It's like these crazy people are just drug addicts. It's just like whatever. It's like people treat people like that like they're pariahs and it's it was pretty crappy how they found her you yeah know, right. they're they tasting the water and it tasted funny can and you yeah. imagine knowing that that you yeah did that yeah that happened i mean you brushed your teeth in the water that <sighs> this poor girl this poor girl was, was decomposing in yeah, for yeah. Like two weeks took a shower i mean and the illnesses that probably came from that yeah man grief. That one, out of all of these, this one upsets me the most, that one. Absolutely. So, that one. Because the rest of them, you know, 
Other than, you know, I, I actually kind of, we kind of glazed over. There was one other, this was the only other, like, really, quote-unquote, murdered, you know, unknown, mm-hmm. unsolved death. The rest of them, you know, people knew just by either, you know, accidental overdoses or people left suicide notes and whatever. But the the only other murder that had happened there was... Um, a woman by the name of Pigeon Goldie mm-hmm. in yeah. 1964. And she was so named so because she was, you know, this lady that, that fed the the pigeons in Pershing Square. And said she always wore her little baseball cap and, and like, took care of, of all the birds there. And, mm-hmm. But um, she had been found brutally. She had been assaulted, strangled, and stabbed several times. Um and they never found out who killed her. They thought that this Jacques, this 29-year-old Jacques, uh, I didn't write down his last name. <laughs> but that this... Ellinger? Yes. Um, that he, he had done it because I guess they found him in bloody clothes. But he was later exonerated. You know, he, he was wonder who, not guilty. I wonder whose blood that was. Huh? I don't know. It's odd. I don't know. Fucking it could have been. It could have been a number of things, you know. Yeah. But he, he, they never found out what had happened to her. You know, chances are in that neighborhood, it could have been a number of reasons. Mm-hmm. Number of people. Yeah. Just, just like old Night Stalker and just disappeared into the crowd. Um, we were. One minute and thirty three seconds in. Dang. <laughs> Crushed it. I didn't think I would be I was thinking that I was gonna have to add other stuff to for filler. <laughs> um, there's stuff we had to leave out. I was gonna say there's we can go there's into stuff, this. That's why I was kinda like, you know, the 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 more mon I don't wanna say mundane suicide. Yeah. I mean, you're boring suicide. Yeah. <laughs> um but I mean we can go on and on about this hotel cuz there's yeah. yeah there's there's tons of stuff but um and I, it continues you know the last uh when was in 5 years ago what wasn't it that the last un, unsolved death had happened that uh the guy that that fell out fell out yeah, of the building they found him on the street oh they yeah had, he had either they don't know how he got there they're just like he could have fallen he could have been he could have jumped yeah, been pushed. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know who he is. That was like 2015. Two, yeah, yeah. So yeah, five years ago. Five um, years ago. Yeah. Which, hey, that's a hell of a run so far that they've got going. You know, I mean, they're making a turnaround. I mean, we we can come back and cover that. I just yeah. I wanted to. Yeah, I wanted, there's there's so much. I wanted to touch on uh, the WWE stuff yeah. for this week because it's a lot of stuff this week. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna change subjects. We're gonna go WWE or wrestling. Wrestling. Let's do it. Wrestling. 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 <laughs> Let's talk about some wrestling. Breaking news. Um, breaking news. Hold on. I don't think Ash is a fan of the breaking I'm news. <laughs> is it is is it too long? No, <laughs> he's a little too long. <laughs> so again, um, birthday birthday today, uh Roxy Roxy Laveau, uh known as the Voodoo Queen. 
um, in TNA wrestling was uh, her birthday's today. She's 41 years old. Nice. Her biggest, uh, I guess, stint in the TNA was her feud against the the beautiful people. Yeah, that was um, that was I think one of your last yeah last time you were watching yeah. it. Right? It was like right around then is when I stopped watching it and went over to WWE. And now I wish I hadn't because you know how I feel about WWE. Yeah, but anyway, breaking news. I guess not breaking news. Um, also breaking news. Breaking, um, breaking, breaking news. Breaking. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what it sounded like. I heard. She might have some breaking, breaking nudes. <laughs> that sounds horrible. You shouldn't break your nude. I know it. Um, oh, like you do the splits when you shouldn't. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I, broke I was in gymnastics and I did the splits, but that was a long time ago. I broke my um, nude. I did want to <laughs> say that um, Howard Finkel did pass away this yes. week, uh, April 16th. Yeah. Um, and um, man, I I grew up on that guy. Yeah. You know, he was the one that coined... And new, yeah, WWF world champion. I was, I was like the way he talked. Yeah, he, was I, he. There was something, I guess, intriguing about his voice. Yeah, it was just kind of like it made you feel something. Whenever he said "and new," you were like, "Oh, no matter who won it." I mean, he was doing it before, like, <clears throat> before the UFC and stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah. So. the buffers. Yeah. Well, that's. I mean, that's where it came from. Yeah. He, he originated it, and they all stole it from him. Except for the "Let's Get Ready Rumble" part. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it just no matter who won it, you were just happy to hear him say. Yeah, I think a lot, a lot of WWE guys. That was their dream was to have Howard Finkel yeah. announce mm -hmm. them and yeah. say that they're, they're the new world champion or. Because you practiced it. For yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did want to mention that there was a lot of, due to the coronavirus stuff and the XFL stuff, and um, WWE cut a lot of people this mm -hmm. week. Uh, Kurt Angle was one. He's probably the biggest yeah. the biggest name that was cut. Uh, Rusev, I'm not even try to say his real name. Yeah. As Marsovalv Barnavisi. Something. Good job. <laughs> you tried. <laughs> uh, Drake Maverick, uh, James Curtin, uh, Zach Ryder, uh, Matthew Cardona, uh, Kurt Hawkins, Brian Myers, Carl Anderson, Chad Allegra, and Luke Gallows, Drew Hankinson. Those two guys I was kind of hurt by because they were just in the Boneyard match with AJ and, mm -hmm. and the, you know, like the, the, the Undertaker. Yeah. So they did a really good job. So I was kind of surprised with that one. Heath Slater, Heath Miller. Um, he's been he's been there a long time. Man, long time, man. I think well, fifteen something, fifteen, sixteen years. Yeah. Uh Eric Young, uh Jeremy Fritz. I know you're a big fan of Eric Young. I'm a huge Eric Young fan. Where where do you where do you think he's going? Uh I think that he'll go back to impact. Yeah. I think he'll go back to impact, but man, he's such a he's such a, a good talent. I want them all to go to AEW. Just yeah. AEW doesn't have the payroll to pay them all. Yeah. But I think he was he was a mainstay in TNA. Yeah. Whenever I watched TNA, he was a mainstay, and uh, I th I think he 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 he'll probably go back. Um, Eric Rowan, Joseph Rudd, and he just had a storyline, mm -hmm. and they cut him. Um, Sarah Logan, Sarah. Sarah Rowe. Sarah Rowe. She was just on Monday Night Raw, the last Monday Night Raw. She lost to 
Shanna Baszler. That sucks. It does. Um, no way, Jose. I saw that one coming. Luis uh, Venezuela. Yeah. That that guy's gimmick when he came out, it, it wasn't gonna work. It no. <laughs> it was it was one of those that it was only gonna be there for a little while anyway. Yeah. I think he was bigger in NXT when he was on the NXT roster than when he obviously when he came up to the WWE he wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't that big. Um, Mike Mike Chinona. He's been there a long time. Long time referee. Referee. Yeah. So he he was let go. Mike Chioda. Chioda. That that say Chinona. Yeah. Why did I say that? I don't know, but it's Chioda. Chioda. Okay. Mike Canellis, Mike Bennett. He he had just left um, Impact, Imp- and, yeah. and they went to WWE, mm-hmm. and so he was actually, I think, uh, the TNA, uh, the Impact champion for a little bit. Yeah. Um, or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm thinking about someone else. I don't. I don't know. I haven't watched Impact in so long. Man. Maria Canellis. She she just. I think they. She's pregnant, and they and they let her go. I thought that was kind of whack. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so um but I've always liked Maria Canellis. Mm-hmm. I thought she's super hot. But um EC three, your boy Michael I'm, Hutter. I'm telling you, man, the guy's such a great talent. He's gonna find another job. He he's, there's no doubt he's gonna find another he's, job. He's already cut a promo. Yeah. On Twitter, yeah. in which I I love. It's an indie promo, but I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was awesome. You know you know who did that too? Was um Moxley. Oh yeah! As soon as he lost, as soon as he left the WWE, yeah, he cut a promo, mm-hmm. and then like uh, right after that, he was on um, uh, AEW. Yeah, AEW mm-hmm. pay per view. Um, and I, I, I think out of the guys that were from TNA or Impact or anything, I think he's the one. I think will go to AEW over all the rest of them. Yeah, I just man, the guy is such a good talent. He he is a good talent, but you know he, it, him and him and Drake or him and. Um, Rockstar Spud. Yeah, him they, and him, they, Spud they, they, and Eric Young. They had a they had a good relation. They had a good chemistry. I I would like to see them back in Impact because yeah, they, it would help Impact. I, it's I, me. I would like to see them back anywhere. They I, just need to be wrestling somewhere. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes back to Impact. He he could. He carried Impact for a long time. So so. Aiden English, Matthew, Rahold. Yeah. No. I never liked that guy. He, you know, I couldn't know. stand it. You, you sound like uh, Howard Finkel. Yeah. <laughs> I never liked Aiden English. I yeah. hate. I, I. I don't like it when people lose their jobs. Yeah. I don't. I'm not saying because oh, he lost his. I hate the fact that they lost their jobs. But I just. I've never. I never liked his. I never liked his stitch. Yeah. Um, they try to push him by himself. And man, he didn't make it, so they stuck him with Rusev. And I, that was they were he had a pop then. That's what I'm saying. He he developed his pop because of Rusev. Yeah, well, I, I think Rusev already had the pop, and I and think, then I, yeah, I and Aiden English jumped on it. Yeah, jumped on it. So <clears throat> anytime they anytime they do, and I love Lana. Every time they mm-hmm. add Lana, they kind of just kill it. Well, the only thing she has going for her, she's hot. Yeah, that's it. That is the only thing that she has going for her. I do like her interest music, though. Okay, her interest <laughs> music is good. But she's horrible on the mic, and she's a horrible wrestler. Yeah, she can't wrestle. But um, uh, Lilo Rush. Leo Rush. Lionel, Leo. Lionel Green. Yeah. He, he came from, from Ring of Honor. I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes back to Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. So. I think, I think uh, 
Carl Anderson and, and, and Luke Gallows, I think they're going back to Japan. Yeah, I, if they were smart, they would. If, I, I think they're going to. Because I think I would go back and I would I would do Bullet Club again. They they rule Japan, man. Yeah. So I think they'll they'll go back. And they've been they've been back here for a while. Yeah. Um so they might be getting that itch to go back and because man in Japan, that's hardcore wrestling, man. It is. And that's good stuff. It's it's it is it's entertaining, but uh, go back and do Bullet Club again, and 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 get it going. Um, but I really think that's where they're gonna go. I I really think uh, uh, Rockstar Spud. I call him Hot Potato. That's what I always called him, Hot Potato. <laughs> I th- I definitely think he's going back to Impact. Um, for sure. I don't know where the heck Kurt Angle is gonna go. He's probably just gonna retire. Maybe just, I would just give him. it up. What? His generation don't look like they're going to retire anytime soon. <laughs> they keep popping up. I think um, we were just making comments about that. Yeah, yeah, and we were watching. What was that that we were watching? Impact, right? Yeah, it was uh, TNA Last Stand. Or, okay, or, yeah. I was like, what the freaking Kid Nash came on there? Yeah. Like, what? The, it, was, and, it was supposed to be a better card than that, but the Corona's kind of... The stopped. only one that should never retire is Mr. Anderson. Of course, because he's, he's your favorite. He's your favorite. <laughs> that guy should wrestle till he's like a hundred. So um, he is. <laughs> so uh, Primo, Edwin Colon, and Epico, yeah. Orlando Colon, Nevis, those guys were cut, and they're those guys haven't been on TV or anything for maybe two or three years. Yeah, and they I haven't done any. They just been sitting on the roster, man. Probably, I, I'm thinking like, you know, where the hell have these guys been? Well, whenever I heard they were cut. Honestly, my first reaction was they're still there. <laughs> I mean, seriously, because yeah. I heard their names and I was like, they're really still on the roster. Yeah, it just shows you how much talent they had on their roster that they just weren't putting out. Yeah, they all. They all, I mean, they they also well, they also go ahead. What well, no, I was gonna say is that just they were a monopoly. Yeah, yeah, they really were until like I don't know the last year or so. You know. The game's changing though. People have options. Yep, they were with Carlito, weren't they? Yeah, Carlito. Yeah, and he's been gone a long time he, too. That's what I was just saying. That's I hadn't heard of any of those guys, and then they're oh, they cut them. I'm like, they're probably just doing house shows. Probably, yeah. That's yeah. So, I bet you're right. So they're probably like just fillers. And, yeah, and jobbers and stuff on the like on the road. Um, they all, they also cut a bunch of they also cut a bunch of writers. Yeah, too. writers, producers. Um, they cut you know because Kurt Angle was a writer mm-hmm. and he was a producer. Well, they had all the TNA writers. They had well, they didn't cut all the TNA writers. They wrote they unless some I'll read these names out and you yeah. tell me whether they were TNA guys or not. Billy Billy Kidman was a writer. Mm-hmm. My sister used to have a crush on him. Really? Yeah, when he was in Raven's Flock. <laughs> He was so, so greasy. I don't know why she liked him and Scott Hall. I don't know about them greasy kids. I know <laughs> Billy. Billy Kidman back in his day was like was in, a stud. Like in nineteen ninety six, he he know? was, and I'm not by any of the means gay, but he was he was a stud. Um, was was he on TNA? At all? No, okay, not that I remember. Mike Mike Ro, Rotunda. Does that ring? Does that ring Mm-mm. a bell with you? Uh, Pat Buck. Mm-mm. Fit Finley. Mm-mm. Sean Devari, Scott Armstrong. I think he's yeah, a, he was yeah. a, he was a former referee. He was he was a, a referee. Um, mm-hmm. Sarah Stock. Mm-mm. This one this one it kind of hit me hard. Shane Helms. 
Yeah, Hurricane Helms. Hurricane Helms. He was he was on he was on TNA writing writing mm-hmm. for a while, and mm-hmm. then he got signed by WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, he Lance, was a writer for TNA for a while. Yeah, man. Lance Storm. Yep, Storm. He was TNA. Devon Dudley. Devon. Oh, Devon Dudley. Man. They they cut him. So yeah. Um. But that was man. It was like a t- it was like a tough week because they they did it on April fifteenth. <laughs> so yeah, that was kind of. Man, that's kind of, kind of crappy anyway. Yeah. But um, because I think a lot of those guys. Because as soon as I, I heard this list out, I I think I, I you were, you were doing a meter stuff, mm-hmm. and I walked over to you and yeah. I and I read this list off to you, and you go, "What the?" Yeah, I was doing I was doing certifieds. For, it was like it was about it was about, about maybe I don't know two o'clock. Yeah, o'clock. something like two two thirty somewhere around there. I said, "Man," and you said that, and I was like. Dang, and what I do, I finished, and I went to the to, to the computer and was like, what the heck? Because, I mean, there's some big names on there. And, well, look, I mean, how long has Devon Dudley been around? He's been around a long time. Long time. But I think he just started writing for well, WWE. Well, he hasn't been writing very long, but he's he's been a wrestler a long what's, time. What's, what's Abyss's real name? Do you know? I don't. That's a good question. If I were to guess, based on, on the other people's names. Yeah. Mike. <laughs> I just noticed that it's like it was a bad day for Mike's man. Yeah, it was. <laughs> but uh, Cody, Cody tweeted um, something about Zack Ryder that Christopher you know, Joseph Parks. Okay, that that's his close. real name. I thought that was his his stage name. Okay. <laughs> no, he's still writing for him. He's still writing. For he's him. still there. Yeah. So uh, I can't think of that. He was like a. He's a. He's the Indian national or Pakistan national. He used to be X division champion, and he was on TNA. Now he's a writer for WWE. I can't think of his name, but uh, he's he's still there too. Uh, he was on TNA. Yeah, he was always in the X division matches all the time. Um, I can't think of his name. He fought. Um, well, he had to fought Aries a bunch. Yeah. Because Aries was always in the X division. But you know, he's uh, they still have a bunch of writers. They still got. Um, your homeboy. What's his name? Everybody's your homeboy for some reason. I was gonna say everybody you say is my is my homeboy. Um, Jeff Jarrett. He, you know, he's still writing for WWE. So that's that's your homeboy. Why? Why is he in the Hall of Fame? Because uh, he was a part of uh, he was part of the Monday Night Wars. I know, but oh man, I don't think he should be in the Hall of Fame. Sorry, but uh, I did want to talk about. We got like ten minutes. I did want to talk about Money in the Bank. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you saw this, but this is kind of it's kind of different. They're going to do Money in the Bank at Titan Tower, Stanford, Connecticut, on the roof. Hmm. They um, WWE released some pictures of a ring on top of the Stanford, Connecticut Titan Tower building. Dear God. So, the concept they were going to do is kind of like. Uh, Firefly Funhouse and the Boneyard match. Uh, okay. They're, they're going to do it on. They're calling it um, Money in the Bank. Um, stepped up the corporate ladder. <laughs> and, yeah. so, and so they're going to start on the first floor, and they're going to fight. I was going to ask: Is this going to be like, <laughs> like, like Bruce Lee's final movie? Like, I think so. Have to like every floor is a different level, and eventually I get to, like cream jewel, kind of like jewel to bar, and kind of like Donkey Kong. Wasn't like Chuck Norris in that? Movie <laughs> Chuck too? Norris, yeah. 
And then the the very the very top one was Kareem Abdul Jabbar. <laughs> so I think he was the next. I don't know. Oh, I don't. I don't think they ever finished. I, I was gonna say I don't think he ever got to the top. Yeah, because he's wearing that's the one where he's wearing that yellow tracksuit mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. like Kill Bill. Man, I haven't I haven't seen that in so long. But I'm, I think you're right. I don't think he ever made it to the top. Yeah. And uh, and Kareem kicked him and left the that big ass footprint like across his whole chest. Yeah, yeah, because you know <laughs> you don't realize how small Bruce Lee, you know Bruce Lee is. Well, yeah. Kareem is not by any means a small person either. Yeah. yeah. And, you know he studied under him a lot. Mm-hmm. The dang. That's crazy. Uh, he was like fighting Groot. He you can mentioned ball and brawl, man. You mentioned Chuck Norris. Quick story about Chuck Norris. Um, he used to go and um, travel the world and different do different mm-hmm. uh, fighting styles. And he went to Brazil and met the the Gracie family mm-hmm. and grappled with uh, Hexon Gracie. And he said he'd never been humiliated more. In any other style of, of fighting than he was by Hexon Gracie mm. whenever he rolled with him. And there, he said he'd never been humiliated what more. What type of fighting was it? You know, just. Like, uh, the Hexon Gracie? Yeah. Brazilian Jiu Jitsu? That's what I thought. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like rolling around. He said he'd never, he had never experienced anything yeah, like that. This is totally different. Well, yeah. Whoever has that video is going to be killed. Oh, yeah. Nah. <laughs> He 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 said he got rolled up and was like as soon as as soon as Hexon grabbed a hold of him he was like I'm done I'm finished yeah I was like that's what Brazilian Jiu Jitsu was made but it was created for the little guy to beat the big guy that's right. what it was created for um um Sheikh Abdul Bajir I don't think it's that guy that's the one I found that was Bajir. from India he was like recent he's the most recent. Exhibition champion, probably like in 2016 or 17 or something. Okay, let me see. Um, but anyway, I was telling, I was saying that they're they're gonna they're gonna fight on each floor, go all the way up to the, the very top, because mm-hmm. um, there's like a there's like a crane outside of it of uh, the Stanford, Connecticut office. And I hope they put a lot of thought. <laughs> so, a lot, a lot of safety measures. Yeah, I, I imagine so. I mean, because like um, I think at this point. You know they they got to be creative now because like this is like it seems like before, mm. you know, Vince says no to about a bunch of stuff, but mm. I, I don't I think his hands are tied. You know he's, he's a little bit desperate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think he's a little they bit desperate. They ain't doing so great. You no, know, his wonderful good idea the first time around football league. Yeah, yeah. did amazing. I, I, like I everyone mean, knew they would. I knew I knew. <laughs> I you know I, I knew it wasn't going to make it. I just knew it wasn't because you cannot. The only thing that can even come close to NFL football is college. That's it. You can't throw other professional football leagues in there and and expect to get fans. I, I this is what I was thinking uh, about the XFL is that I was happy for guys that didn't make the NFL. Yeah, I mean, I, it's great. And there's but, you know what? There's been some that have that were in the XFL that are in the NFL now. Yeah, but so here's the thing though. I was thinking. Uh, I knew it wasn't going to last, but I just wanted to enjoy it while I was here. Yeah, <laughs> so. and you got six games. If it was something kind of like the minors are in baseball, mm-hmm. yeah, where it's like this is the alternative until I can get onto an actual team and yeah. thing. But that's what that's what college football is in yeah, America. Yeah, I mean that's college football is the minor league football for the the NFL. And and it's not that people just want to watch football. People want to watch good football, and it really wasn't that good. 
There were only, you could you could tell the standout players because they were so much better than everybody else. So it was. I mean, it was it was it was okay. I, I watched it, so it's it's like watching. I don't know six eight football. <laughs> it's. I've seen a meme that said it's like the best team in the XFL should have to play the worst team in the NFL, and then whoever wins gets to go to the go or stay in the NFL. Another one has to switch. You know. Oh man, <laughs> that'd be Cleveland Browns. It would be the it'd be Every the Browns. Well, actually, they they weren't the worst team. Um, Man, who has the first pick this year? Uh, the Jets? I don't know. I can't remember. I know the Redskins have the second. Oh, man. I can't remember who has the first pick anyway. But, yeah. It just wasn't good football. I tried watching it, and it just wasn't It just wasn't good. Uh, I liked some of the rules. I like their team names. Yeah. I li- <laughs> and I love the uniforms. The, the uniforms I thought were awesome. It just feels like it should be a B-movie. Like, yeah. Like, fucking thunderdome or like death, <laughs> death race or something yeah. like that it's like this is where football players go to die or the the, the, death of football. the replacements <laughs> the xfl's gonna no, i went hard i made it like a, a battle i know it <laughs> well i mean hey. that's what's next that's yeah. what's next you know yeah economic collapse thunderdome but you know <laughs> Like I was saying, Vince Vince has got to think outside the box now. I mean, he's kind of forced to do this, and I, I think it's a great idea. I mean, I think that's yeah, that's going to be as long as they do it right. Yeah, because I think what they're going to do is they're they're going to do the regular matches at the performance center, and then this mm-hmm. the 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 money at the bank because they're they're going to do it for men men and women. Yeah, are they going to pre record it, or is it going to be live? I think it's going to be live. I was going to say they could go like. Super cinematic with it, like they've been doing with a lot of things too. That would be interesting. I, the way that they did the boneyard match, I thought that was awesome, man. Yeah, a lot of people dogged it. I was looking at a lot of reviews and stuff, and they dogged it. I'm like, why are you dogging it? Because it's something. New. It's it's different. Yeah, that's you, that's true. You know, to be honest with you, and I, I when I say this, I know people, a lot of people are going to hate it, but I think it 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 energized um, the Undertaker. Yeah, yeah, and so it kind of it kind of solidified him. Okay, he's back mm-hmm. because I think because uh, like the mat the match was good. to me. I liked it. I like all like the sound effects because there was a couple times where they were they were thrown in some you know mm-hmm. <laughs> like that. And I I liked it, and I think and it was kind of silly. But at the time, whenever AJ threw the Undertaker into the grave, and he gets on, he gets onto the on top of the tractor, and then he appears behind mm-hmm. him. I I thought, okay, this is the Undertaker. Again. Yeah. So mm-hmm. this is his magical stuff, and mm-hmm. and like you know, people say you know he's got powers. Well, of course, he's Undertaker. Yeah. So duh. He so, literally communes with the devil every day. So it was bequeathed to him, just like Chris Angel is really magic. Yeah. But um. But he didn't. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just think like when he first came out because, you know, I hung out on a lot of paranormal yeah. forums back in the day, you know, and people posting about that. It's like, I think the blah, 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 like trying to figure out how he is doing what he is doing and it was how it was otherworldly. And it's like, because he's magic. He's magic. It's like, and then the next year he was selling the how to do my magic kits. So he's selling them little demon kits to your babies. Yeah. Here, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's so funny. It's like little kids 
with things like that. It's like, yes, the Undertaker is real. He has it. Yeah. I tell you what, he adults as a kid. <laughs> yeah. I thought Undertaker had real power. Well, it was it was uh, Paul Bear with the urn. Right. That's what that's what controlled him. But he still had the power to 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 warp himself wherever he wanted. I just I, I to me growing IRL. up. <laughs> but um yeah Vince, Vince is Vince is feeling the impact for sure man he's definitely feeling the impact and um feeling the impact <laughs> he's, he's in the impact zone he's definitely not feeling the impact from impact I can tell you that <laughs> no. but um maybe with the way things are going may, I mean <laughs> you know may, I don't know if impact keeps putting out freaking kid Nash he definitely ain't feeling the impact of that but anyway they um, had Old man Raven. Yeah, yeah, he was up there. I was like, well, we when he was cutting the promo, we were like, that was that was a that was a the? that was a throwback, like, um, show. It wasn't like it yeah, was a regular it was like show. A clip show. Okay, that's good. Because <laughs> if those guys are on there full time, man. Hey, Tommy Dreamer did come out. I was excited about that. Yeah, he he's been doing he's been doing regular like impact stuff, but I just I wish he don't would. take the talent away. I get I, it. Don't I, take the spotlight away. I don't need him on like mm-hmm. the main event. He, they they need to have the talent there. They need to have even though I don't like Sammy Callahan. Mm-hmm. Uh, they need to have him. But Michael push the Eva, young guys. Yeah, push the young guys. Uh, Tessa. Everybody else needs to be on the main event, not Rhino or Tommy Dreamer or I get it. Not main events. Not yeah. not Sabu. God almighty. You talk about old, man. <laughs> Dang, I can't believe that dude's still wrestling. His, his, the lady that comes out with him, she dresses like I Dream of Janie. Yeah. <laughs> so, I used to do that all the time. You used to dress up like I, I Dream of yes, Janie? Yes, because I had my little Jasmine costume, but, you know, then I got into that show because it was on Nick at Night. Man, I used to I watch would wear Nick the shit Night. out of that outfit. I had a huge crush on her. So did I. Man. Nick and, and Nick and Knight was awesome. I used to watch Nick and Knight all the time. I used to, I used to watch it on regular TV <laughs> when it was out. <laughs> <laughs> Nick and Knight, forget that. I used to watch it, but anyway, sorry. Larry Hagman was still dreaming. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching Nip Tuck, and he was on that with like his young girlfriend mm-hmm. and having like his uh, manhood lifted because it was a little bit too low and it's like oh Aww. oh I used, I used to have i dream a genie crush on you and oh <laughs> this ruined it and now you're getting lifted it's like because for a second i'd be like oh i can still see oh no, <laughs> but then it's like oh yeah that show was old when i was a little old. <laughs> was you know? was it sanjay dutt yes sanjay dutt yeah he uh he had a he had a match with eddie edwards and Eddie Edwards like jacked up his eye like really huge. It's like it like it was grotesque. It was like huge. A hematoma. They had to cut it and like all this blood came like out. Like Rocky. Of it. Yeah, hema hema. Yeah. It's called a hematoma, yeah. but I always call it the hematoma. Hematoma. Yeah. From like Canada. Wait, no, that's I don't. I don't know. I, just, <laughs> I don't know. I think I said it wrong one day, and I was just like, was I'm Manitoba. just gonna call it a hematoma. Kind of like I said, Cecil. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, you know, it can go either way. Like Sicily or Cecily. Or yeah. It just kind of depends. Like Anna and Anna spelled Tomato, exactly tomato, potato, potato. Let's call that. Okay. Hematoba, hematoma. Manitoba. Hey, Canada. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> hey, Canada. I like that. <laughs> That's what it sounds like when Chris Jericho Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It could be saying something else, and it Man. just be like it just. Hey, Canada! Yeah, that's all I hear. I've been, 
I've been listening to his podcast a lot lately. Oh yeah, I need to listen to that man. I'm a big Jericho. Sorry everybody knows that. I'm a big Jericho fan, so everybody, I need to listen to. You. I think pretty much everybody is a Jericho fan. Yeah, maybe not his character in wrestling, but well, yeah, that's person, what I'm saying. Because you know? there's a lot of times he plays the character I don't like. He's playing, but man, if you don't like Jericho, you don't like wrestling. I fucking hated him when I was a little kid. I was like, because he was a heel. You yeah, know? Yep. you're a little kid. You mm-hmm. don't like the bad guy usually. You know. And, he he has lots of people on his show. He's got like musicians. He's got paranormal stuff. He's got wrestlers. Yeah, he's got referees. You're just listening to his it's, show about Anton Lavey. Yeah, I need to. I need to. No, 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 Alistair Crowley. But he, he was talking about Anton Lavey. Alistair Crowley. Okay. So I need to listen to it because, like I said, I'm a, I'm a, I've always been a big. It, it comes out every. Fan. I think it comes out every Saturday. I think. I or Friday, a, Friday or Saturday. I need a new podcast. Let's listen to all of mine. He does. He also does. He also does like a live music streaming on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. He does like he plays mm, music. Nice. And he does that. And then uh, I think he does something else too. I mean, that guy's busy. But then he finds time to write for AEW. But until he stops wrestling, he will be always in my current top five. Yeah. Until he stops. And then he'll just be a rock star. And then he'll just be a rock star, yeah. and he'll always, forever, be in my top five wrestlers, ever. As a frontman. No, I'm just talking about like. No, I'm saying if he retires, he's be still be. Oh yeah, five. he's still gonna be a frontman. But I'm as just a saying, man, be a top, your top five wrestler as a frontman. As a frontman. I'm yeah. gonna go to one yeah. of their shows. Yeah. I should have done it last when they were in trees last time, but. Fazavis. Fazavis Kabaskis. Anyway, so. Sanjay Dutt, man. We got. We're two minutes, five seconds. So, mm, nice. you guys want to get any shout outs? I shout it out to my wife, but I'll always shout out to my babies. Love y'all. Bud, do your homework. Yeah, do your homework, bud. <laughs> Ash, you got anybody? I want to shout out to the Hell Your Season 3. Sweet. We didn't even get to talk about that. No, no. But I figured we'd save it till the end. Yeah, well. I stopped watching. You want to well, you you talk about it really, really quick? It's not being filmed yet. Oh. Or it's in the process of being filmed, but this weird thing happened yesterday, and I would have never saw it. Oh, I, that's right. You were talking about this before the show. Yeah. Um. So, I don't have Greg Newkirk on my Facebook, but Robert does, and I follow him on Twitter, but you can't edit Twitter, and he made this post the other day that he's been getting these letters anonymously from a person who doesn't have a uh, a return address or anything like that, and so that's... What the what the Twitter says like um, was it whoever the that's sending me these these vague details on the alliance if you would please give me a return address and then on the Facebook post he put an edit at the bottom and it's like also is anyone from D Queen Arkansas which is my hometown yeah that is about the size of a fart you know there's like I think seven thousand people there yeah of all the places. In all the world. Yeah. This letter happened to go through the post box. Uh, from what I gather, since it didn't have a return address, it was postmarked because I was reading through the comments and he said, where was it postmarked at? Arkansas. So then he made the edit. You can't edit mm-hmm. a tweet. So I didn't say it, but Robert did. So there's a reason why I couldn't sleep last night. Yeah. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. Here. Yeah. <laughs> Of all it, the places, wow! Because it looked like it looked like the post, like it was written in calligraphy. It was written in <laughs> in Tolkien. 
Hey, did your buddy do that from That's high school? That's why I said I he so. called him Hey Gandalf, which it was. Yeah. Like this right here, I have a hat. Oh, yeah. A, yeah. A copy of The Hobbit, you know, with the little umlops and stuff, the, the basic. You I know, think, people I th- know the, the Tolkien. I think font. his son just died. Oh, it's possible. Tolkien's son. Yeah, I think, I think he just I think died. I remember. Yeah. Seeing that, but. But anyway, that's crazy. And like, I tweeted at him, it's like, I'm from D Queen. All this other stuff is gone. And I've started a couple of messages just to be like, you know, tell him. But then I'm like, oh, I'm probably one of a billion people that send him messages every day. But this is insane. Yeah. Yeah. Just all this stuff that connect to this story mm-hmm. that also connect to my life and people that I know and cases that people that I know have worked on. And There's and just all, all these Happens that could totally be irrelevant or not that uncommon because the paranormal community, I mean, the world itself is small. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine like the paranormal community, there's there's tons of connections like this anyway. Right. But it's just that yeah. right there on the nose when... Who else is probably seen that I know of has seen this? Because I don't think that the letter came from D Queen. Yeah, it just passed I think it through. Went through D Queen. Mm-hmm. But me and my sister, and then maybe a couple other people, or only people that I would think of that are from D Queen that know about this series. But also to keep up the theme, once upon a time that area was a big not in the city of D Queen, but outside where mm. D Queen Lake is located now is. Uh, old zinc mines, you know when wow. the, the big bridge that you know all them redneck kids jump off of is the Bella Mine Bridge, and it's all underwater. My family still is underwater there because <laughs> that's what my dad's family did when we were bootleggers. Um, but wow, if if this is from D Queen, there's mm-hmm. a there's a high probability or a high percentage that you may have known this person that sent this information or. I don't know, man. There's so many people it could be because you know, not in D Queen, but there was a like kind of a community. These two brothers, the Swanky brothers. So, so we can also, you know, anybody that knows, know they used to have their little like commune, swanky type thing. Swanky. That was their last name. Swanky. Swankies, and they wore long white robes and lived off the land. Had this little rock shelter. Didn't trust the government. And eventually, I guess a few years ago, I want to say around 2012 or so, they got robbed. And so they're like, peace, we're going to Mexico. But I'm pretty sure that I've seen them around like, yeah, at the they, store. Yeah, they're not going to get robbed in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> well, they like had like this off the grid. Because that's what where they're at in Horatio is, you know, Dequeen Small, Horatio Smaller. Yeah. This is kind of like... It wasn't really super, but it was in the woods. It wasn't like way back in the middle, but I guess wherever they were going was like away from people where they can just yeah be self-sufficient and not be messed with. But that was the first people that came to mind. But I'm like, I don't know wow. if they're still in the area. Hmm. And then, you know, there's a couple of other town eccentrics that don't really, you know, they kind of, yeah, everyone's got their quirks and also the queen. Sadly, has a lot of drug use, but I would not think that somebody, yeah, that does drugs, that does drugs would like have their pretty little mm-hmm. envelope and stuff, and they're neatly typed because it was they weren't handwritten pages. It was typed. He didn't reveal what was on the letter. I'm sure 
because you know content. But well, we'll we'll see if he keeps getting postmarks from right. The queen, yeah, so. right. I mean, but it's just like I wanted to like write this whole book, and like I started so many times, and like but at the same time, it's like I don't want to jump. Yeah. Yet because yeah. And then what's funny is like that's always telling many. It's like I'm sure he gets dozens and dozens of messages all the time. People talking about oh well this happened to me and this and then he posted like a meme that was like um, out of a Constantine comic. It's like well thanks for that vague statement that had nothing to do. With yeah. It. <laughs> I was like see that's why I didn't email. <laughs> but yeah, but. The queen. I mean, yeah. he's got to know how small that place is. And if he doesn't, maybe you can let him know, hey. Yeah, I just said that. I mean, I commented that I was from there, but, you know, I don't know. I still kind of got to get past the yeah. existential crisis of it all, you know. Yeah. I remember whenever I told you, I go, hey, did you see that post you did? You go, what post? Hmm. I go, by the queen. You what? <laughs> you started looking through your phone. And I said, because I saw us like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't think that. Yeah. You know, yeah. Okay. Again, of all the places in all the world where I'm from. Yeah. Which doesn't boast a lot. You know, we got one defunct country singer and a chicken plant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Hey, chicken plants are important. That's the only thing that's really there Bo- anymore. Pollito, that's yeah. important. Who's the country singer? Colin Ray. Oh. You, you liked him, man? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. I like Colin Ray. Too yeah. sweet. We hung out a lot. Because <laughs> he used to do benefit shows every year, and yeah, and my dad was the poli- a cop, and so they the would police do, they would do security during these events, and we would get to go to the after parties or backstage or whatever. After nice, we, yeah, yeah. Colin Ray was he's a good singer. Yeah, he just kind <clears> of <throat> dropped off the map, though. He really did. He was like there and then gone. I know he quit doing benefit shows there because the thing about D Queen, which kind of. I always say it's got like it's just a magnet for bad energy, honestly, and that's yeah. kind of because just the people that I think now it might be starting to turn around because people from my generation are starting to get into office and running stuff. But I mean, they they pissed him off because they tried to put him in a smaller like in the high school venue, the high school auditorium, and yeah. jack up ticket sales for, because of demand so that they can make more money. And it wasn't about making money; it was yeah. about trying to uh it, it was a scholarship fund right and that happened also they used to have once a year a, a trail of tear thing and they pissed off the native americans trying to do the same you know yeah so i mean if something like that is happening there like you know when we we talk to luke it's not that far from falk right where I mean, it's like um an hour and a half two hours and well. so the thought crossed my mind because these are three-toed creatures yeah, yeah. That perhaps it's somebody from this area that's seen these things and connecting the dots between that and Hellier. And goblins, yeah. And it just happened to come through my hometown. Wow. That's a mining town. We can, well, we'll, we'll yeah. keep an eye on his post and, and yeah. see if we can talk about it more on next shows and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, absolutely. But, it's but, crazy, um, though. It's just, I wanna, it just makes me think that man, what, what's going on? And it's not just with this stuff. It's yeah. just like with all uh, with if they if they mention Swanky at all in this next show, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna freak out. It, any, I mean, I didn't, cause I don't know where yeah. they're at or anything. But that was kind of like the first thing that it's like, who could it be? Because 
you know, one of my friends, um, and him and his first wife, and I think a couple of friends, they went out to the compound and looked around, and there was a lot to it, you know. Of course, there's always going to be rumors and stuff, and he's like, he's just these dudes that have a toilet in their kitchen for whatever reason, and they collect all these rocks, and they showed us all these rocks, and it's like, this one looks like this, and this yeah. one, you know, just eccentrics, you know, yeah. not necessarily... Ain't really up to no good. They just, they're just were they were they know. rich? Were they rich? I don't think so. I don't. I don't really know. Then, I know that one of them. Then they're weird because <laughs> eccentric people are rich <laughs> so, or weird. I don't like that. You know, it's like you know, people. Everyone's got their quirks. Yeah. I guess you know. At one point, that one of them was married and they had a couple of kids, and she's like, "No, peace out." But they never got divorced. She just yeah. left and and. There's a couple of brothers, and I think eventually this other gentleman hung out and just would see them around, you know, at the stores. And the brothers always had long beards and long white robes, and one of them wore a cowboy hat. And one, of them, you know, what, like what are they scientists? No. <laughs> what the no. robes? Scientists don't. Scientists wear lab coats. Well, they don't yeah. wear robes. Well, they're white. I just thought it was a lab coat. Or <laughs> they're, they're cultist. Oh. Kind of. They're waiting for Hades Comet again. <laughs> Hades Sorry. Kind of, but not really. They just were looking for answers in rocks, apparently. But They can't find it in Mexico. I mean, it just <laughs> if you put that story and that kind of stuff, and then all the other elements, it's just like... They're going to find it in be, Mexico. I wouldn't say it right in, now. <laughs> it'd be interesting if they, they ended up filming around there or whatever. You yeah. Know. Just well, we'll we'll keep everybody apprised. They would uh, love that because they're yeah. trying to lie right now. It's like you know, I'm sorry, I don't, I hate that shit on my hometown all the time, but it's just, yeah, it's so ridiculous sometimes the stuff that they do. Like there is a legitimate, and they're really awesome. There's people that blacksmith down there and make knives, so they got in their head. They're like, we're going to make this the knife capital of the world, not of Arkansas. Yeah, not of the South. The world. The world, and they're like. People are like, don't do that. It's like, well, we want to bring in tourism and stuff. So now they're making like the world's largest knife, which it probably won't be. Yeah. And all that stuff. It's like, if you're going in the point that I, most people that are poo-pooing on it, it's like, come up with something that's true. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just going to continue to make yourself look foolish. So. Okay. If this happened, it would be. A positive, I feel, for the town. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. But I think sometimes, what what is it they say? There's no bad publicity. Yeah. You know? any, any publicity is good publicity. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. on that note, we got we to gotta close the show. Um, no. You mean I can't just keep shit talking about No. That? I could do that for we could we could uh, we could hold it for the next show because we, um, we can do a whole other podcast. It's like why Southwest Arkansas is unsavory, so and why I moved to Texas. <laughs> it's like no disrespect to any of my so, friends and family that still live there. I love the nature, but it's just not handled too well. And yeah, they understand. So you got a shout out to Greg Newkirk, right? Yeah, Greg Newkirk. <laughs> I forgot. Thanks, name. Greg. That's just, yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you. Thanks everybody for downloading this and uh, and just supporting us and uh, making oh. us go over three thousand downloads. So, oh show. Um, 
On holla, that. holla at us sometime. Yeah. Let us know what you want to hear, too. Holla, holla. Yeah, let us know on uh, Facebook and uh, Twitter. So I'll, I'll post, uh, I'll post uh, the links on whenever I download this tonight. So everybody, thanks. Uh, we're going to call it a night. And we're signing out. Good night. Good night. Four, 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 four